terrible disaster for yourself. <laughs> it's like the Titanic, but... Uh, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. How's it going? It's good. All um, right. Welcome to Opinions That Don't Matter. Adder, adder. Boo, 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 boo. That's Sean's favorite, so I thought I'd give Thanks, into Katie. it this time. All right. Just give into it. I'm Sean. I'm Katie. And we are podcasting from the wonderful hidden bunker in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. Bunker one to bunker two. Yeah. Over. <laughs> um, if you're receiving this message, it means that the world hasn't ended yet. Yeah. <gasps> Stay tuned, though. Right. That reminds me. Remember that old movie where they lived in the bunker forever and then he came out and he was like, oh, my lucky stars. Remember? Um, Blast from the past. Yes. Brendan Fraser. Yes. Oh, my Terrible God. Terrible film. Terrible film. Well. I mean, but it's it's funny. You know, you're like, eh. Oh, we have a sweeper going by. I don't think we'll hear it on, on the uh, microphones. Street sweeping. But I hear it. I hear it too. Isn't that amazing? The one good thing that came out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. No more I street mean, sweeping. <laughs> no more tickets. I know. I was like, wow. <laughs> it that's used all to it be took. so stressful because there are certain days you have like Tuesdays at this time and Wednesdays at this time and Mondays at this time and Fridays, depending on where you're parking your car in Santa Monica. Any day of the week other than the weekends, they're street sweeping, which is good because people are terrible and leave trash and there's leaves and just debris and they clean the streets but if you forget to move your car what's it 65 68 dollars mm -hmm. it's like highway robbery it's quite the racket i remember back at pepperdine days if you left your car parked past the time you were supposed to because there's like limits of where you could park and stuff like that because you know you have to move your car so people can the students coming for the next courses can can park their car well you don't want to have people abandoning their cars exactly leaving them sitting on the side of the road the ticket was 20 bucks and that made sense it, you don't want to pay it but you're like okay that's not gonna put me in the poor house but 65 68 dollars it's crazy it's fucking nuts um i think that's one of the big uh things about los angeles that drives me crazy is the oh. charging for parking and this and crazy signs the signage doesn't make sense you have to have like your phd in english to fucking understand what the hell's going on uh -huh. if then this that. yeah because you like read from the top you're like okay this is what I used also, to do. Also, it's not just one sign. It's like 16 signs. There's like three. Tacked together. Yeah. Well, it depends where you are because sometimes there's a lot like... Well, uh, over in like... Miracle mid, Mile. Yeah, Miracle Mile and Mid... Yeah, that... I was going to say Mid Wilshire, which is like Miracle Mile. good thing it's a bunch of lawyers living over or working <laughs> over there. Because... Right. You're like, oh, okay. But this is what I would do back in the day when we would go places. I'd start at the top one. I'd be like, okay. So based on that, it's not Thursday from two to four. We're good. Okay. Okay. The top sign, we're good. Okay. Second sign. Okay, you know, because yeah. you just have to and do it one like, at a time. It's like it, breaking it down. But it starts to get to really weird things like, okay, the first one is the days of the week. The yeah, next one is the sweeping. times. Yep. Then it gives you the... Have to have a parking pass after a certain times. And then it gives you when it's suspended, like what days it's not... Or yeah, like except Sundays holidays or holidays. Or or, or, yeah. And yeah. then it gives you a skill testing question, like <laughs> math. And then it asks you what buzzer. color socks you're wearing. And if you don't pass that test, you have to move your car. The final sign says, please send nudes. And I'm like, <laughs> no, the LA final is. sign says you're fucked either way. Yeah. Just leave your car. We're going to give you a ticket. Yeah. No, it's crazy. We're just going to give you the ticket and then we'll see you in court. And if you want to contest it, you're like, wait, this is. Wait, you're already guilty just by parking. Yeah. But remember when we used to go to Busby's East for all those YouTube events back in the day? And right. that was the fucking worst area. That's that uh, yeah. mid Wilshire slash Miracle Mile area. And that the, the parking things are so crazy well the pandemic certainly must have uh freaked out cities for parking tickets alone oh god because what, what do you think they were generating every year like a billion dollars <laughs> santa monica i bet 
drove. I'm just making this up. So let much. me do some quick math. Let's say like 20 million times five. Three, Carry the two, hold the seven. Because, you know. $532 million in <laughs> revenue is lost last year. The city manager, I'm sure, quit. They're like, I can't make it work without the parking tickets. I know. The math just doesn't work. <laughs> it what doesn't add up. I bet you city managers around the country, and I'm joking because yeah. we're all doing this with our pocketbooks, but uh, I bet you city managers are like, oh, no. Oh, no. No transient tax from staying at hotels. True. Uh, the parking structures were shut down forever. All the taxes that you get, this sounds silly, but even just going to restaurants, there's a lot of times like an extra city tax and stuff um, rolled into that just because your taxes you pay. Yeah. I, I'm making a prediction things, the taxes, we don't that cities things. are going to start declaring bankruptcy mm-hmm. and then counties and then potentially states. Yeah. I mean, doom I, and gloom. That's what you're here for. Sean loves the doom and gloom. No, but um, it is interesting because I voted. I voted the other day. Uh, I'm a visitor in this country. Therefore, you, why I don't you do vote. your paperwork? You you care more about politics than anybody that I know, yet you cannot vote. Um, Keeping one foot in both streams, you know? Meaning you're not in either fully. <laughs> you know, I'm 45 and I just don't feel I like do I can cross our arms. I just don't wanna. Yeah. No, um, but the the interesting thing to me being a Californian for as long as I've been is looking at the ballot this year and noticing all the ways they're trying to raise taxes through revenue streams that they used to not be able to get taxes from. Okay, and I wish we still trouble. had that in front of us. I would Our have ballot? loved to have read some of the uh, the proposals, yeah. the measures. We could have printed them out. So strange. the language. First of all, the language is oh, yeah. meant to trick you up. Mm-hmm. Or trick you up. Trip. Yeah. Maybe I just don't read up. so good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't read too good, Sean. Uh, no, it's, it is tr- like a tricky language, the way that they... I, I feel like they do it on purpose, but I don't know why you do it on purpose, because if people don't understand, they might not vote. You know what I mean? It, like you could still fuck pers- yourself. Yeah, the person writing, I think, has a vested interest in which way it swings, Possibly. even though they say it's supposed to be nonpartisan. Well, what I do is I go online and I read the yes on, let's say, Prop 22, for an example. Yes on Prop 22, I read their stuff, and then I read no on Prop 22. And then I can, like, between the two, decipher which is which. I have a... Do you know what I mean? A practice that I think everyone should maybe adopt. As someone who doesn't vote, Sean wants to weigh in on this. Anytime they <laughs> ask for new taxes, you say... No. Hell no. I, I say, where's the money going now, you son of a bitch, in your fancy nice house that yeah. I can't afford? Show me... The money. Yeah. I want your P&L sheets. That's right. Just um, like a mortgage broker would ask you for all this information. We're in that process right as now. As voters, we should demand <laughs> that's what we're accountability, talking. you know? Because um, I don't mind. That's the thing that's crazy. Looking down their line items, uh, $500 for a shovel. Mm. Mm, no, 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 no. All right. But that's the thing is like, I don't mind giving money to schools. I don't mind helping our homeless trying to figure out what their problem is. But I need to know where the money that is coming into it already has gone and why is it why are we having more of a problem now like yeah. why i don't understand why there's not more transparency i get frustrated mommy and daddy give you <laughs> three dollars to open a lemonade stand um no wait explain it to me like i'm three <laughs> that's too complicated yeah. so i have exciting news two things okay number one do i know about this exciting you news? do number one you guys hold on to your pants Midsummer Murder replied to me on Instagram, probably about four months late, but they replied 
because I tagged them because I fucking love Midsummer Murder. And they were like, well, you're glad you like it. And we hope you like the new season. That's that's pretty awesome. You were really excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, they saw me. They know that I love the show. So I was really stoked. So that's exciting. It news. is cool when something uh, someone that you admire, uh, you know, yeah, they recognize, like, reach like, out, and you're like, yes. That's the same way I felt when I tweeted about how much I love Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and they were like, we look for extras all the time. And I was like, oh. And I told my publicist, I was like, if you can get me on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I'll give you all the M&Ms you've ever wanted. Wow, that's a good offer. That's how I pay her in M&Ms. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Poor Harriet's like, please stop. Um, Marshawn Lynch is your, uh, your PR agent. <laughs> Skittles. Skittles. <laughs> Oh my God. Anyway, so those, so that was one exciting thing. Midsummer Murder. Thank you. Shout out to Midsummer Murder. Um, but the second is Sean and I found a new favorite show. Do you want to tell him about it? It's so good. I have all the love in the world for this show, but uh, you're going to come for me. And Why? If I, not you, the audience. Um, Why? I think people like to call you out for like things that you like that may be controversial. Why so is this, this show is controversial. Why is it controversial? I didn't know until uh, looking it up. Okay, so this oh, show. Oh, you read blogs. Don't read blogs. It's from 2013 uh, or 27. 27. <laughs> <laughs> wow, buddy. I'll look it up. <laughs> no, I think it was in 2013 and it's uh, five seasons. So 2007, mm -hmm. not 27. Sean, geez, drink some more coffee. Okay, so it has... Uh, there are four, four seasons, mm -hmm. and it released in 2006 and was, ended in 20, 2013. Okay, so, so there's no close. 27. <laughs> you sure? Can you do the math again? I think there's a 27. Hold the two. If you add up all the letters in the alphabet, it still doesn't work. Your math stinks. So 2006. Is okay. that what I said? I think yeah. that's what I said. So it's an older show. Um, and That doesn't seem that old. I know that that's old. Don't get me wrong. 14 years, years is long, but 2006. A little baby could be in high school now, you know? Whoa, that's crazy. fucking crazy. Whoa, dude. Whoa, dude. Mind blown. And we're still in sober October, so we're not even high or drunk oh, yes. or anything. That's crazy. What, what day are we? What day is today? The 9th. Woo! Nine days, no drinking. Fantastic. Although, caffeine. <laughs> Through the roof. My heart palpitations. Oh, my heart palpitations. Woo! But anyway, so okay. the show came out in 2006. Which is the year I graduated from college, which doesn't seem like that long ago, yet it was. Um, the show is... The IT Crowd. It's so good. Oh. oh, it's so good. Okay, so it's a British comedy. Why is it controversial? It's so fucking good. Anything funny now is controversial. Well, first of all, you can't judge... Um, I personally believe that cancel culture uh, has a problem. I cancel cancel culture. There Canceled. Done. So they've come after the IT crowd, um, oh, and they're—I believe—they're trying to pressure Netflix to drop it. Uh, oh, I believe they've gone themselves. after. What are they going to leave us with? Some fucking sanitized vanilla shit. Like after only watch the Big Bang Theory, I'll kill myself. No. Sorry, guys. Well, they'll probably come for that down the road. They'll judge some of their humor as because there there's shows that did things in the past that are not acceptable now. Like, uh, well, Sex but, and the City wouldn't have been created. No, now. no, you couldn't use that language now. And I would. I'll come for you if you try to take Sex and the City from me. I will fight you online. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yes. the IT crowd had okay. mm -hmm. a 
and I'm not going to get it's into like it. It's like the office too. Sorry. Now my brain. They discuss transgender. Um, when? The, the subject matter. Uh, in one of the episodes. I, I don't well, think we've seen it. I guess we haven't yet. come to it yet. Anyways. Um, and then the, the writer of the show, uh, after writing that scene, um, and I, I could have the details wrong, so bear with me and mm-hmm. fact check me all you want. I don't care. <laughs> so he uh, was interviewed and he has an opinion similar, I believe, to J.K. Rowling um, about transgender. Oh, um, that, like you're always going to be XX or XY, genetically yeah, speaking, you that have is a sex correct. that yeah. you're born and yeah. with. And, you know, if you're if you say that you're a woman now and you're not, a, you know, sexual, uh, you're genetically sex- speaking, you're still. Yeah. So and I get that I I'm not saying I agree with that argument, but I that is a fact. Like I don't know what you guys think. Well, it's but science. scientifically speaking, it is correct. Like I'm not saying that I don't believe in transgender rights or the fact that people can feel like they're born in the wrong body. I I know that happens. I I've heard from many of you. Yeah, it but, exists. But scientifically speaking, they are correct. Like if you look at the facts, that it, that yeah. I I okay. I don't think that should be used as a way to hurt people. But no, and I don't think. The way it was written. So I, I read mm-hmm. a brief excerpt of the we scene. We haven't seen this. Haven't seen episode it yet. yet. We'll report back if I think it's bad. I'll let you know. If I think it's good, I'll but let you know. But if you're looking for one episode to watch, just like The Office, the best episode is The Dinner Party. Oh, geez. It's great. It's so funny. <laughs> we just, that's, we're like two episodes out of that right now. Yeah. You guys, the show, it, it's, my favorite is Moss. My favorite character is Moss. So there's three people that are in the basement of a, a large corporation. They're the IT department. Yeah. And, but it's pre, it's 14 years ago. So IT, although very important at the time, wasn't as important as it, as it is now. It's like an infancy stage kind of in a way where people are like, we're online, but we don't really know what that means. They're and, like maintenance crew, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, like, did you turn it off and turn it back on? Is like one of the things Roy, uh, yeah. whenever he answers the phone, he's like, is, is it, it plugged in? Yeah. <laughs> Did you turn it off and turn it back on? Like they have like a little recorder that just says the same things. So the three of them, uh, there's the this woman who Jen. is, yeah, Jen is the manager. Mm-hmm. And then these two guys who are servicing the, the building, you know, from an IT standpoint. <laughs> and these characters are great. I don't think Moss ever bends his back at all. No. No. It's he's, so. He's, he's very. Uh, rigid in, in everything though it's it's a physical manifestation of the way what's that going he is mentally his brain yeah he's so funny anyways if you're looking for a great show to watch we highly highly recommend checking out at least season one we're in season two now no, we're in season three now are we really that's why i was like Shit, i know we're moving too fast that's why i said slow down you're going too fast i said oh no go too fast yeah um but yeah it's i i recommend it everything i honestly think that if you there, who was it we were watching the other day? I think it was probably Joe Rogan speaking about something Louis C.K. said. Yeah. Where he's like, comedians are, say the things that you're not supposed to say. Okay. I think that's how what it is. And I could be quoting it wrong. But if you don't like a certain type of comedy. I don't know who you're talking about, by the way. Joe Rogan and Louis C.K.? I know Joe Rogan. The other guy <laughs> was canceled. So I he was canceled. I don't know. We forgot about him. Erase him from the books. I have to be honest, what he did is creepy and weird. If you, if you look it's up Louis totally C.K., weird. so disgusting. But but it's his weird fetish thing No, that he I'm has not and... even condoning his behavior. But of all the people who were involved in that kind of Me Too, people coming out about stuff like that, he like took it on the chin. He was like, that was fucked up and I'm sorry. And I'm embarrassed and I don't even know. He like didn't deny any of it. No. He owned up to it immediately and was like, I don't, I don't know why I did this. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that like 
oh, you're forgiven. It, I was just glad that he at least was like, yeah, you know, because I don't like it when people just stay silent and don't. When when you've done something to hurt someone else directly, yeah. you should fess up to it. Like, you know, I think that's the best thing you can do is apologize I, and say you're sorry. Like, uh, I don't know why I did that. Yeah. But um, so Louis C.K. is another comedian. And Joe Rogan was saying that something Louis C.K. said that he appreciates is that comedians are say the things you're not supposed to say. And Which that's what true. makes it funny. And that is the truth. They talk about stuff like I could even think of... um uh eddie murphy's i think it's the delirious one where he talks about like pooping in the bathtub little kids pooping in the bathtub yeah yeah and then a little brown uh, shark came and joe was swimming in the water it's so but kids do that if you've ever bathed a child they poop in the bathtub i don't know what it is maybe it's the warm water they get comfortable but nobody talks about it i have a confession but sean please stop pooping in our tub A stranger last month did not break into our apartment as I claimed Katie. No, remember the Always Sunny in Philadelphia? And he's like, who pooped in the bed? It's great. Anyway, Poop is funny. That was it Frank's. Is. It is funny. Yeah. But anyway, nobody talks about that. And that's what makes it funny. And so I think that when people want to cancel comedy, and I understand they're like, oh, that's offensive. Like, for instance, there's this uh, little scene in Sex and the City when they're talking about when Carrie dates a bisexual and she says, he's a bisexual. She's so shocked. Cause he said, they're talking about their last relationships and the guy she's dating is like, so I dated, you know, I don't know. Let's make up some names like Sally and, and Terry. And then before that there was Dan. Okay. And she's like, it like caught her off guard. And so she's talking to her friends the next day and she's like, he's a bisexual. And, um, I, I want to say it's Carrie or maybe it's someone else is like, I don't believe in bisexuality. Isn't that just a layover to gay town? And then the other girl says, well, I think that's called Ricky Martinville. Ha 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 ha. Nowadays, they'd be like canceled. You can't right. say that when it's a joke. And I'm sure if you want to be offended about something, you could be offended. And yes, I believe bisexuality exists. I know it's a real thing. I have many friends who are bisexual, but comedy is supposed to say the things you're not supposed to. And that's what makes it funny. And like Christina P said, it helps her process her thoughts and helps her have real conversations also you know sometimes being caught up in 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 these conversations everyone mm-hmm. needs to feels the need to weigh in and mm-hmm. it's it's very strange like i i don't always have to have an opinion about what everyone else is talking about i i do no. but lou reed has a famous quote um and he was being interviewed and lou reed uh was he's, he's amazing i don't uh, know who he is musician um and uh, I figured usually when Sean mentions someone like I should know it's a musician. Yeah, he was he's pretty cool. Uh anyways, mm-hmm. he's being interviewed and they said uh are you um a homosexual? Are you a transvestite? And and he says yes. <laughs> the answer like, you mm-hmm. know, you don't have to I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't have to answer someone else's question. You you mm-hmm. can just play in your own Yeah, what's it matter? You don't have to yeah. I remember. Um, Did I just get way off topic? Kind then? of, oh. but it's okay. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't even know if this is a quote from uh, where it's from, but my my teacher, Mr. Kindle, my English teacher in high school, used to always say. By the way, that interview when they say transvestite is it's very old. It's from like the. the I figured nobody uses done, that phrase anymore. Um, yeah, that that terminology is like canceled. Exactly. Well, not canceled. It's just changed. It's yeah, evolved. it's just different. We don't talk yeah. about it that way anymore. But Mr. Kindle used to say there was a quote, and I, I don't think it was his, but he would always tell us, he's like, it's better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. And so I always think that when people comment on stuff and want to weigh in, I'm like, you might not, you know, like 
this podcast is opinions that don't matter because that's the truth of it. It doesn't matter. And we're just talking about things, hopefully, in a realistic, rational way because we want to. And yeah, you don't have to listen. That's it. We're just prattling on. <laughs> should have called. We should call just prattling, prattling on. on. <laughs> if, if opinions that matter don't matter gets taken, we'll turn it to, turn to that. But I think the all in all, I feel like we've really rambled about this because I really wanted this to be positive. I love the IT crowd and I think it's hilarious. Yeah. But people want to cancel everything. And if you don't like something, just don't watch it. And then it'll speak for itself. Yeah. Right. Like if a, if a show is bad and if we think it's always offensive. Then no one's going to watch it. But Agreed. if it's funny and the comedy is smart, like I think this comedy is very smart. It's so far that we've watched. Like I don't even want to share anything because I want to so ruin it for you. Paced, it's, yeah. And When's you miss the it. So, start? Oh, boom, boom, boom. Once the jokes hit, like the dinner party, I don't even want to tell you guys the main kicker in that because i want you to experience the way we experienced we were like wait what and then we had to rewind it and watch it again because it was so ridiculous it's, this the show is, is hilarious gold. it's yeah. such a it's such a ridiculous show so i think what it is is it's a comedy troupe it, they seem, then, they remind me of kids in the hall okay in the oh, way that i wonder they, why we liked it so much but it's like Arguably, I think it's better than Kids in the Hall for me. My well, sense of humor. Well, it's centered around a, a show idea. Like, yeah, so you get not, to see the same sketches. Yeah, you get to see the same people in the same environment and stuff. I highly recommend the IT crowd. And you know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. But it doesn't mean it has to be canceled. That's the thing I think I don't like about cancel culture. Is people feel like if I don't like it, then no one can like it. <laughs> and then if you do, that means that you're like people would be like, "Oh, Katie likes the IT crowd. She's anti-LGBTQ plus," which is not true. Well, once you uh, like one thing, then someone can put a label on you and put you in that bucket. Mm -hmm. And Katie never defined herself, but we, we looked at her words and, and we've parsed the information. And she said this seven times so that, you know, there, yeah. there's all these formulas. I know. You want to hear an interesting thing about cancel culture? Yes, always. Uh, sorry, we're just rambling about cancel That's culture. That's fine. But I can't help it. It's all everywhere. I love history. And he does. I believe that I've found the one of the oldest examples if not oh the, the first cancel example. culture mm. <gasps> mm -hmm. so what was it tell us historian uh just for <laughs> just for context of uh, of how far back in history this goes mm -hmm. so if you if you have a line and on this line you say uh ancient history sean just tell us the date and then modern history and then you see cleopatra and then you see when the pyramids were built were we're closer to Cleopatra being alive than the Cleopatra or, or to, origins of to the pyramid. Cancel culture. Oh, oh okay. Okay, okay. So the, the great pyramids of uh, Giza. You're getting off topic. No, 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 no. This, so it tells you how far back this goes. So Here. during the time of the great building uh, or the building period of the great pyramid of Giza, um, Egyptians uh, have a, a form of writing. And apparently- you mean hieroglyphs? Was, yes. Mm -hmm. And apparently, um, there are examples of this one character. Is this a joke? No. Okay. So hieroglyphs. Uh, Sometimes Sean will piece together these crazy stories all for a joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're famous enough, you get your own hieroglyph. Okay. So just like getting your own emoji, I so guess. So like Cleopatra has the hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, like this. you'd you do it. <laughs> walk, walk like, like an, an Egyptian. Egyptian. Do, 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 do. Nice, Katie. Mm -hmm. uh, so this hieroglyph mm -hmm. um, for some famous person throughout, and they were printed everywhere, or not printed, but uh, carved everywhere inside mm -hmm. of these structures. I have a bug. A little moth flying around. 
good job. They have removed the person's face from their, from their hieroglyph everywhere. So you see a little bit of the body, but it's the equivalent of someone scratching someone's name or oh, like scratching uh, on a photo. Yeah, but it's everywhere, and they still to this day don't know who this person is. But they were stricken from the record. (laughs) They probably made some inappropriate joke at the wrong function. Probably killed somebody or did something. Yeah, I think it's more than cancel culture. Isn't that weird though? Like that is very interesting. And it's not like a bunch of different (laughs) characters; just this one person (laughs) named Dave. Fuck Dave. Yeah, exactly. They're like, like, fuck that guy. Oh my God. Have you guys seen one of our favorite videos that we repeat and we might have already said on the podcast, but it's the dogs barking and they put that voice over there like, hey, what's your name? Dave. Hey, hey, fuck you, Dave. (laughs) And then the other dogs bark and then they're like, what's your name? And then he says, uh, Steve. Steve. He's like, well, fuck you, Steve. It's the stupidest. I'll put it on the screen. I'll put one up. You have to. It's so good. Just because. Or link one in the description because we're going to fuck it up. 25. Yeah, you have to watch it. It's so funny. I just can't. Anyway, we love we love that joke. It's a TikTok joke is really what it is. Yep. I don't know where it comes from, but it's it's. I brilliant. think it's TikTok. I think somebody made the audio. And then once you make audio on TikTok, um, then you can take that. You can like save that audio if they allow it to be used. So once you've done original audio, people can use your audio. You just have to allow it. Oh, okay, okay. And then you can save the audio files and use them in your own. And so someone created this where they, I think the original, and I could be wrong, you guys let me know, but there are dogs barking like in the country, like where people have plenty of space. Like you see like a fence in the distance and a dog, like his head's like, and he's like, hey, what's your name? And I think it's the owner is joking because then his dog is barking and that dog is barking. Yeah. And it started off with like, they do like, I'm outside. I'm a dog. And he'd be like, I'm a dog too. There'd be one in the distance you'd hear. So there was a lot of that. And then I think it went into like, what's your name? Fuck you. You know. The evolution of a good joke. So good. By the way, uh, yes. speaking about dogs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we have to address the situation because everyone else has. What? Um, who's the coolest dude in the universe right now? Oh, Dogface420. Holy <laughs> shit, man. Christina P., I have to give her props, has been sharing his TikToks for ages. For those of you who don't know, what we're talking about is something you've seen or something inspired by what he did. Don't hire us for your wedding. Um, he's like, so it's the the video of the man the skateboarding, road. drinking ocean spray cranberry juice, yeah. and he's just got Cran such raspberry. a raspberry. Oh, come on, Sean. He's got such a cool vibe about him. He does. I've enjoyed. He always has great song picks. It's always like hip hop. He must be our age or something. It's like hip hop from the nineties. Okay. So his his feed is is really good. But um this only happens every once in a while where something catches resonates. fire. Mm-hmm. And in our darkest hour that I can recall, yeah, we have pandemonium. I think we can all agree that things are kinda effed up right now. Along comes this guy who's been working his craft on TikTok. He works at a factory. It's like a shipping and receiving factory of some sort, like okay. transit. He's up in, Man- Montana? No, Wyoming. Wyoming. Uh, Which I would never have guessed. I had assumed he's like in, I don't know, Indiana, Ohio. It was very flat yeah. looking, but I think he's just in like the plains. Yeah. So this guy, he's just got a cool vibe about him. In his TikTok videos, he dances. He's he's like my age. So he's dancing. He's just having a good time. He looks like he's from LA. Yeah. Like in his dances and like his his, his, dress. his white Nike Castro. Sh- I think it's Castro's, right? I don't know. Or, and then oh, long khaki gracious. shorts. Gray hoodie. Yeah. Looks like Gabe. My he old does roommate. look like Gabe. So, uh, buddy. Anyway, is... his name's Nathan something. 
a, a boy. A, oh, a boy. A boy. Anyway, yeah, we're matter. not very dog good face. <laughs> dog face four twenty. Yeah. But Ocean Spray, you guys, gave him. So this is what's so cool. So because of that TikTok that like caught fire so much that like Ellen was sharing it, Oprah was fucking. Everyone sharing is it. doing their own versions of it. Yeah. So oh, much so that Mick yes. Fleetwood, Mick motherfucking Fleetwood, came out and did his own version, like a tribute to this. It's because in our darkest hour, we're all depressed. And things are bad. And this guy sales. comes out with a simple video and. Well, it's just good it vibes. Resonates. He's just he's just relaxed. He's just cruising. Life is simple. That's what people I think enjoyed about it was just the simple things. Apparently, and it's the tripled sales. the sales of that uh, Fleetwood Mac song. Um, it has the and Ocean Spray sales. So then Ocean Spray gave Dogface four twenty Nathan whatever <laughs> a truck like a brand new Nissan truck and filled it the bed with the Ocean Spray Cran Raspberry. Yeah, or probably bottles other. Of it. I'm gonna say probably other bottles of whatever, yeah. but. So he, he unofficially and now he's like, selling merch. Oh yeah. I was the, like, get it. Save that It's really money. impressive to see <laughs> that someone can just, just doing what they like mm -hmm. probably as a hobby. Yeah. Uh, and this is why a lot of people got into social media or YouTube or whatever in the beginning, because it was just a place to publish what you're up to. And, and to this, connect with people and do fun shit. Yeah. And this guy's just skateboarding he's around. so funny. But what a vibe. And, and I've always enjoyed his, his talks. So I'm super He will be famous for, for a very long time because of it. And I'm going to make a small prediction. Mm. I believe Sean that. Sean thinks going to get a TV show. I don't know if it's a TV show necessarily, but he is here for the long haul. Um, just like. I think he'll just do brand deals and be like a TikToker. And I can't see him, but I don't know his personality because he doesn't like talk. No, I think he's going to. I think it's going to go great. Um, do you remember Cash Me Outside? How about that? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Bad Baby is her name. Is that her name? Probably Stephanie uh, Flowers or, you know, or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's like a simple name. Yeah. It's like, my name is Tara Johnson. Yeah, exactly. You're like, hi, Tara. But, That's like Carmen Electra. Her name was Tara Yeah. something, Tara Johnson. But that girl went on to, because she actually had talent and she can rap. Um, oh, I didn't so, know. Oh, yeah, she's talented. I don't know how talented, but she's extended that one moment where she was on Dr. Phil. This dude, I think, has the chops to to carry that doesn't just happen like out of a vacuum. He didn't just make a, a one one off no. video. He's got a bunch that are really good. So much so that other people he already had built a following. Well, but yeah, he now, was already very popular on TikTok, and he releases a new talk like every day or something, or multiple times a day. He's very busy and like mm -hmm. he enjoys it, and it you can tell he enjoys it. My favorite though was the the reboot that someone did, and I shared it with Sean. I might I don't know if I shared it on my Instagram. If I didn't, I will. But it's like fall vibes and it's a version of it where this guy is wearing like a plaid plaid button up and a a pumpkin on his head. Yeah. And he's holding a pumpkin spice latte as he the music plays. Da, 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 da. He's like skating along. And you're like, how is he gonna drink? Cause part of the thing is in the one that Nathan or dog face, whatever, he drinks some of the cran raspberry juice and just smiles and like scoots along. And the guy with the pumpkin spice latte and the pumpkin on his head just pours it over himself. <laughs> I loved it. And it's I great. Died. And then he just keeps going like he's just vibing. Uh -huh. Just while the like fucking pumpkin spice latte is like running down the back of his shirt. It's awesome. Justin, my nephew, I sent appreciate me, it. Uh, one which is great. It's the Canadian version. Oh, it's yeah. It's the yeah. guy wearing a Team Canada uh, ball cap. For hockey, though, mm -hmm. uh, and he's wearing a red flannel. That bug man. And uh, he's he's rollerblading down the, the the street. I think they're like Mars blades or something. Which mm -hmm. Mars? I want a pair of those, by the way. Mars blades. What's that? Um, they're like rollerblades, but they're more uh, a skate. And I believe that you can swap the base out for actual blades, so it's like an interchangeable boot. 
Okay, it's cool to have. I th- I've but, heard of interchangeable boots. But the but actual. What would be the difference between roller blades? I think it's the action of uh, how the wheels are positioned mm. versus a roller blade, which, I mean, roller blades you can use for hockey skates and they do have hockey versions, but Mars, I think, is a little bit different the way the rocker works. Hmm. I don't know. I could be I wrong. I don't know. Anyway, Mars blades. Not never, that smart. Never heard of that. Um, oh, anyway, so there's the Canadian version. That's funny. Yeah. I, I love, love it. it. Anyways. I love it. That's uh, so. That's that's Dogface. So that's Dogface, and we thought that was very cool. He's going to go on to bigger things. Oh no! I just missed a call on my phone from potential spam. I wonder oh. if it was any good. Do you guys get those? It's so stupid. Okay, I have a funny. Um, okay, the IT Crowd Show. We love it. Check it out. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. And tell the haters to haters back off or whatever Miranda Sings used to say, or maybe she still does say it. I don't know. I haven't watched her stuff in a while. Okay, one of my favorite things, and also one of the most annoying things simultaneously is the Dr. Pepper commercial with the guy who sings only in falsetto. Before we get going, oh, um, mm. in Quebec... Are we already term, going? Yeah, about that, though. <laughs> okay. The term uh, pepper is derogatory for a French person. Or at least that's what Anglos use, right? Mm-hmm. And so when Dr. Pepper showed up, I believe when I was, like, let's say in the 80s... <laughs> they thought it was... It'd be like... I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? Was the song. Oh. And everyone was like, uh, quoi? <laughs> Anyways, so that be like, flopped and they pulled the I'm a the honky, pro- you're a honky, want to be a honky. Is it yeah. like a, akin to that? Yeah, exactly. And white people were like, oh. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'd just laugh and be like, "Does it? Is it tasty? Maybe I do. <laughs> I know. I love Dr. Pepper too. But they pulled it from the marketplace. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it was gone for like, I think, uh, over a decade. Wow. Well, know. we didn't really miss the business. I'd assume it's not that, you know. But. Such a small, fat <laughs> chunk of people. I'm a dummy. You're a dummy. Wouldn't you like to be a dummy too? Okay. Sorry. I stole That's you. funny. Wow. Because, I mean, it makes sense with their brand. Pepper. Yeah. Pepper's not a bad term in regular lexicon. But it just didn't work in Quebec. In, in Montreal. What? Quack. <laughs> How offensive. Um, so anyways, there's if you haven't seen this commercial, it's it's been he's been around for a long time. But he he's like a miniature guy usually. And a lot of them, he comes out of like a corner hole in the wall and he's like I'm Dr. Pepper Have you, you know what I'm talking about yeah, and he, I do I love and he, it he's like a rock and roll man and his hair is like crazy and he's got like a bandana and he only sings he, I don't think I've ever heard him like talk he only sings things it's like he's in a musical constantly and he's like ah, for no reason <laughs> and the other day they had like a new one of it and I was like man this the people must love this guy because this is like his sixth commercial with them it's like flow in the progressive commercials. You know, there's uh, one way to win the lottery in mm-hmm. life. There's many ways, but the well, one you have to who, play the lottery. Uh huh. You mm-hmm. gotta. Mm-hmm. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, Katie. Mm. Is that the? No, that. What does Wayne Gretzky say? I don't know. I think that's it. All right. Hundred percent of the shots you don't I mean, take. If you don't you? step up the plate, you're not going to hit a home run. You know. So yeah. In this instance, one of the ways to uh, hit a home run uh, is to go out on auditions. Right, and I know it's not for me. Not for me. But that's a lottery that a lot of people play in LA. Yeah, all the time. We have friends that do it all the time. Sometimes you um, you go to an audition and and it actually works. Very rare. Um, like Mamrie got that one Sprint. Was it Sprint commercial? Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. she was so stoked. Yeah. Yeah, it's good money. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you've heard so many no's leading up to that. Mm-hmm. So you have to stretch that that good money for that one month over you know maybe yeah, five years, years of yeah. waiting tables <laughs> yep so uh <clears throat> people who hit the lottery though are the people who do one commercial and then that commercial just they, they just take that character and go with it and flow from progressive she's is one been of, 
She's awesome, though. And you got to meet her once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, um, uh, is it Upright Citizens Brigade? Yeah, she was like a co- in the comedy troupe. Yeah, and uh, she came in to wish um, uh, someone well because we were doing a, a video Annie for- Annie Mumolo. Or- That's is correct. That right? Yeah. yeah, the writer of Bridesmaids. Yeah. She's also the girl who poops in the street uh, in Bridesmaids, right? No, the one who actually poops in the streets is Maya Rudolph. Oh. Because the bride- She's in the wedding gown. Yeah, I never saw, the, or I, I saw the film, but I didn't really pay that close attention to it. But I've watched it, I think, twice, once on a plane. So they were once. part of the same comedy yeah. troupe, um, and uh, so Annie didn't to. know what the video was about, but uh, her husband at the time had invited a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, they got divorced. Um, or separated or something? Yeah, I don't know. I lost touch with them. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying, I thought I heard or read it somewhere yeah. or something. I mean, it was just through work that we... Yeah, it wasn't like your buddy, oh, buddy. But we did do a, a film with Tim, so... Hmm? Anyways, doesn't anyway, matter. going off topic, but uh, but yeah, hitting the lotto, getting one of those commercials, <clears throat> like Falsetto Man and Dr Pepper. Yeah, I don't know what his name is. If he has a name, if you guys know the name, let me know in the comments. But Pepperman, Pepper. Do you want to be a Pepper too? Pepperman. <laughs> he comes out with a fleur de lis on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. What's your name, man? Fuck you, yeah. Doctor Pepper. <laughs> uh. We're getting crazy. Mm. We're getting crazy. A Friday morning. Nothing like getting crazy. Sean apparently had a headache yesterday, so we couldn't record it. Yeah. I don't know what it oh, is. Yeah. We're not even drinking. No, maybe that's why. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Your body's like purging all the toxins. No, it's because I had, uh, <laughs> I think it was a political overload. We had the vice presidential, blah, 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 vice presidential <laughs> debate, uh, which was mm-hmm. uh, interesting fine. to watch. Um, but then it was just watching the commentators on because i look at both sides of uh the news i'll look at yeah we watch fox i'll look at msnbc Mm -hmm. and it's kind of interesting because everyone saw the same debate everyone sees it differently it's like a modern day rashomon i don't know what rashomon is um it's a movie i think it's curacao is the director and curacao like the drink like blue curacao yeah yeah (laughs) blue curacao is directing this japanese film and uh no but everyone sees the the event from a different perspective and so yeah they always. retell the story i think uh, several times mm-hmm. in the movie but you see the same scene through someone else's perspective which changes yeah the entire the, thing yeah. that's the message yeah uh, yeah a simple I mean, version of that though would be i saw yesterday on instagram they said you know perception is everything and they showed two photos side by side the first photo is a lion uh holding its cub kind of by the neck Mm-hmm. And the second photo is the exact same thing, but from a different angle. It looks like the lion is swallowing its cub's head. Oh yeah, just because you can't see it because of the way that yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, but also uh, yeah. possession is two tenths of the law. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I'm just one of my favorite. Together I, a bunch of. I showed uh, you that video on Instagram where that dog. It's so funny. This cat, because cats are weird, is licking the dog. Like, oh yeah, you know, grooming it, and then the dog licks the cat a little bit, and then somebody's filming it because they're like oh they're cute and then the dog puts the whole cat's head in its mouth and they're like i forget what the dog's name is let's say it's like snoopy or something they're like snoopy knock it off and he's like oh he lets the cat back out of his mouth i'm just a dog i was just tasting it so tasty but what if the cat fell over and died would i be able to eat it then (laughs) i mean not when it's alive asking for a friend um what are the rules here got a letter from your dog and it says woof 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 but (laughs) He's says, really fuck asking. you, Steve. I'm just kidding. But I'm bump. Okay. I have a question for you. Yes, I have an answer. Are you ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> Before you answer, maybe we'll mm-hmm. let the audience answer. Okay. At I'll home. give it a second. Okay. Yes. 
What I want to know is, mm -hmm. was it L. Ron Hubbard or Creed Bratton who said, I've been involved in a number of cults, both as a leader and follower. You have more fun as a follower, but you make more as a leader. Make more money as a leader. Mm -hmm. Was it L. Ron Hubbard or Creed Bratton? I think it was both. <laughs> but Creed Bratton definitely said that in the office. Oh, did he ever? Okay. He's so funny. Such an interesting character. I think very interesting. Um, but what I, what I find interesting, and it keeps popping up in the news, is cults. Recently, uh, if I, I have that book, I haven't, um, I haven't read the, I've only read like 10 pages of it. It's like cult mind control. Yeah. So or I mentioned combating it. cult mind control. I think we named our video that like two videos ago. Probably. And people had a lot of questions about cults. Uh, Maybe I should read the book and then we report back. Well, people were like, should we go get indoctrinated into a cult and then report back? Beat you to it. <laughs> I called Scientology two days ago <laughs> and asked him questions. How do I sign up? You know, uh, yeah. what do we do? What do we do? No, I didn't call Scientology, nor am I alleging they're a cult because they are or you. are not. They cult. kill you. Yeah. They kill you. But it, I think it's fascinating. Um, the, the cult world is. They are fascinating. It's a fascinating thing. Okay. I, I, should, I should read that book trivia for you okay how many cult uh, how many cults do you think are active right now in the united states mm, 37 i don't know i'm just making up a number well that's a um <laughs> that's a great guess it's actually over three thousand cults in the united states active right now jesus yeah who has and that many ideas <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty wild and well the definition of a cult we talked about this last time is like I took that uh, social deviance course mm -hmm. and the definition of a cult is just like means a small amount of people believe it kind of thing. So if it gets too popular, you're technically not a cult anymore. Well, yes and no. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've jumped into this and oh, because I'm, I'm really curious. And, and so the reason why I'm outs. curious is, I, yeah, mm -hmm. I have printouts. I've got proof. I downloaded it from the internet. Ooh, the best source, the internet. <laughs> the internets. Uh, no, but I was curious because I was seeing a lot of headlines. Mm -hmm showing up about cults and i was like is this because of my search history probably you <laughs> no. stepped in some cookies well i don't think it was because it was in my uh my flipboard which is my newsreader right okay with your newsette uh apparently during times of duress cult membership rises so well, you people lose are your... looking for a way to believe yeah you lose your gym membership you look for something else to sign up <laughs> and for. another membership lo and behold i canceled my 24-hour fitness last year so i'm looking to sign up for something right he's primed he's um, ready to go i started looking and now uh a lot of the stuff that i'm sent is it's cold based cult. yeah okay. there are thousands of cults in america some harmless and some that can be very dangerous Mm. A cult is a group or movement held together by a shared commitment mm -hmm. to a charismatic leader or ideology. Okay. It has a belief system that has the answers to all of life's questions and mm. offers a special solution <laughs> to be gained only by following <laughs> the leader's rules. I like that part. It requires a high level of commitment from at least some of the members. So not everyone is really committed, but there are some. Some people just want the candy it's usually the people who are in upper management i find <laughs> there are four dimensions to a cultic group that is seen across the board one yeah. charismatic leader mm -hmm. yes two transcendent belief system three Whatever that means systems of control mm. four systems of influence <clears throat> i feel like i'm reading dwight schrute's uh, yes. manual for you know his version once he's the uh i like how he's like they, my family took a five-fingered approach it was like, remember, I forget what all the things were he said yeah. about like discipline. He was like, 
all these things he said and punching because yeah. <laughs> you thought he was gonna say like the, just punching that's the systems of control anyway so I, I i took a deep dive into this and i'm really actually fascinated um i know you, well, you probably, can read that book yeah before i read it i'm in the middle of um where the crawdads sing and it is good Ooh. it is good you guys it's a there's been a murder yeah uh-huh. I i'm do, listening i do declare <laughs> there was a Katie. murder in the swamp yeah well when you're done with it mm-hmm. because it's reese witherspoon's book club that you're part yeah. of i'm not part of anything like that. cult <laughs> no her book that was one of her selections are book clubs cults like no. if you have a big o, there's no charismatic leader the oprah book club. or at least my book club i used to be a part of everybody took their own turn hosting mm-hmm. so you were in charge of the questions and you know you got to pick the book and then you were in charge of the questions and it was like a rotating thing gotcha. so there was no real charismatic leader and there also wasn't what was the other one um there was no transcendent belief system i don't know what that means i don't either <laughs> um i mean if you have a belief system like is, i believe did, in being nice to people but this no, transcends but transcendence, does it mean it's like otherworldly i don't know that reminds me of three amigos the movie steve martin uh-huh. Martin i haven't Short, seen it in a long time Chevy but Chase. i've seen it yeah yeah and uh they don't speak english particular actors you know and and uh not that actors have a hard time speaking english but uh perhaps their their lexicon is a little smaller and they're trying to decide just like me by the way but they're trying to decide about the word infamous because they they receive a letter from uh from mexico okay and it's talking to the three mugos who are movie stars okay cowboys you know um and it says do uh, they speak spanish originally i don't remember the three amigos okay they're american actors that's what i thought okay okay i was like maybe i remembered it wrong and it says something to the effect of uh to help us with the infamous uh don jose you know blah, blah, mm-hmm. whatever and uh he's reading this letter it's a asking for help with, with this, this infamous infamous person person and uh I, Charlie chase or martin short one of them turns to the other and says well, what does infamous mean Neither i don't them know yeah, the three of them can't figure out he's and <laughs> but they're lying famous, right yeah, exactly it means that he's he's more than famous he's he's infamous <laughs> You know, and they're like, and the three of them being Hollywood actors are like, mm-hmm. ooh, infamous. I like Sounds that. Sounds good. Sounds you know? nice. So. Oh my God. That's yeah. funny. Where oh, were the three we? three amigos. I don't know. You took us, you were talking about cults. Uh, oh, that was it. Transcendent belief system. We don't know what transcendent means. I mean, I mean you transcend that, something, you, you, you move beyond, you move past. Well, yeah, that's why I think it's like otherworldly. Mm. Trans. I don't think it's otherworldly. It's just, Sending. you're moving beyond. Because there's descendant, which is moving down. Transcendent. Ascendant, which is moving up. Means beyond or above the range of normal or merely physical human experience. Oh, maybe you're Surpassing right. the ordinary exceptional. Mm. Or of God existing apart from and not subject to the limitations of the material universe. Let's go with that one. <laughs> so supernatural would be like a similar word. Okay, so supernatural belief system. Yeah, so it's like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you ever play that game? Uh, at this is an audience not, question. Uh, oh, okay. Where you like, don't really know the word, but you use it. Uh, this happens to me frequently because oh, I'm what was trying. The word I'm not you playing used, it safe. You said it wrong twice recently. It was so close. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that was the other night. Yeah, I don't know. It'll come to me. But he said it wrong twice. Dun, dun, it, dun, it wasn't like dun. precedented, but it was something like that. It was like. Yeah. You said it on the last podcast, actually. Did I? I think. And I, anyway. Shoot. Let's rewind and find out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some of the films that you can watch right now about uh-huh. uh, cults. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started one of them, but we haven't finished it. 
Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Oh yeah, I think it. Sometimes I have a tough time watching something that's so depressing. You don't want to wallow in sadness with me, <laughs> creature. Oh, no. there's a great character on oh, the IT crowd. There is. Don't He's tell like, him about it. Make them wait because we don't want to give anything away. Okay, Katie. <laughs> um, there's another one called Holy Hell on Netflix, mm. and that's about uh, Buddha Hatfield or Buddha Field cult. Buddha. Yeah. It's a lot of U's or O's. Or... Yeah. Um, but that I think I talked about this in another podcast, but it's the Hail Satan question mark show about Satan, um, Satanism. Hail Santa, Katie. No. But Harriet, my publicist and good friend, was telling me how much she loved that. It was like crazy. It blew her mind. And that's something I could get behind and watch. Satan? No, the the show, the Hail Satan question oh, mark. Yeah. But not so much the holy, what was it? Oh, holy hell. I guess, wild, just, I guess Wild Wild Country is the one that we started watching. Everyone says it blows your mind. We just, there's so many things to watch, but that one was a pretty good first episode. And I, I prefer to watch things that are either murder mysteries mm-hmm. or hilarious, uh, like the IT crowd, the office, stuff like that. What do you know about Charles Manson, Katie? Not much, mm. other than what we watched on the Mind Hunter. Yeah. So he, he is a, uh, a cult leader who has and passed away. And a sociopath. Away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting one. What do you know about Heaven's Gate? Nothing. Okay. What's that? Heaven's Gate was an American UFO religious. Oh, is uh, that the Nikes drinking the Kool-Aid? Those pretty much. I think that's where they, okay. a lot of people, it was, was that founded. Waco? Is that the Waco one? Oh, that's another one. That's uh, mm. David Koresh, Branch Davidian. Mm. Yeah, that okay. one was. Too many keep up with. I think you get a Jesus complex, that guy. I, don't I think they all do. Who could, <laughs> who could seriously think that they're, like being that leader, making people do things and trying to like control people is really fucking weird. Oh yeah. And like the, the sex stuff is the, the crazy. There's part. always weird sex stuff. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I mean, you can argue that with even some religions these days that like the weirdness around like relationships and the leaders get to have all these wives and have like a whole, a whole gaggle, gaggle, gaggle of, of gals, gaggle of gals. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I find this stuff fascinating. I won't get all into it, but it's, uh, to me, it's. And it's riddle me this, you guys, why isn't there, well, maybe there is a religion. Actually, I've learned recently that there is one that's more female focused and it's just as bad. But in most of the religions that we talk about in the cults, it's always like a dude that's leading the people and he always gets to have like a shit ton of wives i'm waiting for the one where the women katie katie i think the truth is that women don't want more than one we're like i'm all full here (laughs) (laughs) that's plenty tried my hand with the men (laughs) turns out they're gross and uh, they're really dirty and i love my one plenty and i don't think i have any more to give to somebody else (laughs) they require a lot of care (laughs) Well, thank you for your honesty, Katie. Um, I'll send your uh, feedback to the management and see what we can do about cleanliness. And but even as I said that, cause I was like, "Wait, da, 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 how come there's not a wound?" Oh, I already learned. I answered it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we have an open dialogue about these things. You know that mm-hmm. uh, you can tell me how you feel on air in front of people. That's good. It just don't feel. Very <laughs> I say his right feelings now. are hurt. <laughs> You know me, my feelings don't get hurt. They um, do, but you just stuff it deep in your gut and then we have get some stressed letters. out later. Mm-hmm. Oh, letters. letters. Yay. Yeah. I just talked over you. I, I think today there's a lot of crosstalk. Is that what they call it? That's my fault. No, crosstalk technically is like in AA or in groups when you're in group therapy. Crosstalk is when you talk to the other person about like a scenario. So like, let's say you shared your story and I was like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should try to do da 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 da. That's crosstalk. Oh, but. what I was doing is talking over you. I'm sorry. Correct. <laughs> I've done it to you. It's okay. I All wouldn't right. even. I didn't even notice and wasn't offended. This letter comes in from Jared. Hi, Jared. Hello. In reference to episode 35, Barry the Psychiatrist mm. and the story he made up about a Palomino horse. <gasps> yes. Uh, and the term was Pseudologia Fantastica. Fantastica. So basically lying. And we were Compulsive talking about lying, yeah. Kids. Um, I love, I forgot about that. That's awesome. He says, this is just a funny story from my childhood. Thank you for sending it in. I love these kinds of things. It, okay. It makes my day to read other people's mm -hmm. stories, so it's mm -hmm. cool. When I was in middle school, my family made a trip to some caves that were in the Ozarks, and we toured mm. them. Ooh. It was okay. I don't remember much of the trip because it was so long ago, but what does stick in my mind is my sister, Erin's, reaction to the caves. It was like a literal reaction. We were only in there for a minute or two before she started sneezing a lot. There were no other concerns, no swelling or difficulty breathing. Erin just sneezed over. And over and over. She's allergic my... to something in there, probably. Yeah. Her family started counting the sneezes <laughs> as they toured the caves. As we left the caves and the sneezes stopped, Aaron had sneezed somewhere between 120 and 130 times. Wow. In half an hour. That's a lot of sneezes. Years later, I was in high school working on my homework when my mom led Aaron into my room. My mom was standing with Aaron with her hands on my sister's shoulders and a somber expression on her face. Erin has something she'd like to share with you, she said. I looked at my sister, who had tears streaming down her cheeks. She so was dramatic. barely holding herself together. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we went to those caves? God. Okay, Sean. Okay. And I sneezed okay. all those times. She also couldn't get the words out. She was so distraught. 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 <laughs> yeah, she was infamous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was responded. Uh, yeah, I responded, completely confused. She said, I was faking it. Aaron wailed and then ran back to her room to finish crying it out. How do you shrugged. fake sneezing? Yeah. And he says, why would I care? <laughs> why does it matter? A few more years later, we were having a family gathering after my sister and I had uh, moved out as adults and I recalled the story to the family. Uh -huh. Mom, why were you so serious uh, when Aaron told us she was faking? Were you really that upset that she lied? Yeah. My mom responded, I didn't know what to do. I actually didn't care. But Aaron was so upset and she wanted to confess. <laughs> So both of them were like, Aaron's a little weird. So that's his story. That's so, hilarious. To fake those sneezes. I guess you could do it that way. And that she was so like distraught about it for years. Yeah. And uh, but We all fake shit as kids. I like that there was closure between you and your mom. I like that she Aaron cried being, so much and had to confess. Said, uh, your love parents. your podcast. I started after Katie appeared on Christina P's podcast. And I'm so glad I did. Keep up the great work. Oh, yay. That's cool. Welcome to the club, Jared. That's really funny, though. But there are things that you do as a kid um, to like, for instance. Attention. Okay, I, yeah. Okay. So I have something I did for attention. Are you ready? And this everybody out there is going to be like, are you serious? So as a kid, I didn't have any issues with my teeth. And my brother, on the other hand, got like braces, headgear, the whole fucking shebang. Rubber bands where he'd yawn and they'd like pew, shoot out of his mouth. What? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I didn't have braces. Oh, I didn't either. But when you have braces... And if you're if like a bite is off a little bit, they put rubber bands to pull them one way or the other and you hook them on these little hooks and it slowly writes your your bite. Am I right? I think so. I didn't have them. My brother did. But if you yawn with them on, which you do because you're a human, they'll shoot out because the rubber bands break and then you have to put new ones on. So my brother always had these teeny little rubber bands everywhere. So anyway, I wanted braces so bad 
because everybody had braces around that time and I really wanted them. And so I would bend a paper clip. You guys know where this is going. And I would put it in my teeth, me and my friend Rachel, and it would look like I had a retainer. And I would wear that. <laughs> Nerd alert. It's like I wanted glasses for a while too. And I never got glasses. It wasn't until my junior year of high school that my eyesight kind of went bad and I got uh, contacts. That's so weird. You always want, I don't know. I think there was the attention. It is. And I, now as I'm an adult and I look back, even saying that I'm like, I know where this came from because growing up, my brother had a cleft lip and palate when he was born. And so we had a bunch of surgeries and had speech therapy and all this stuff that he was supposed to do to like make it better for him. And so he got all this attention. And I, on the other hand, didn't get any of that attention. Oh, okay. And my mom read me this letter. And it's it's sad, but it's funny because it's so misspelled because I was a little kid. But I was like, you, I said, mom, you know, I left a note like scribble, scrabble. Mom, you always give Nick more attention. You should see how attention was spelled. It's very funny. I wonder if she still kept this because she showed it to me like when I was probably like 17. Yeah. I would I. I want the more attention, something like that. Love, Katie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Making my, you have point. two weeks. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> no, but I think that was probably part of it. And as I got older, it's, you know, I'm sure I still have some residual symptoms of that, I'd assume. But um, but that's probably why I probably wanted to wear the retainer and wanted glasses. Nick had all that stuff. He had, he had the braces and, the, you know, the yeah. headgear and the glasses and all sorts of shit. And I was like, oh, I want it. That's funny. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Did you ever do anything like that? Uh, no, not really. But I, I appreciate what you're <laughs> I just shared something. No, I'm just kidding. You have nothing to share? Mm-mm. No, I just think it's funny. Stuff like that is funny. And and you have like guilt around it. Because I remember lying, having the Fantastica, whatever it is. Pseudologia. Pseudologia or... Fantastica. Yeah. Fantastica. Um, Wave that Harry Potter wand. And... Right. But I would lie. You know, you'd lie about. Like, oh, I've done that too. And you haven't. Like, I went through that phase too. I want to say I was probably like 12 to 14 or so mm. when I went through my pseudo Alasia Fantastica phase. Because <laughs> that was around the braces and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, you want to read another letter? Sure. Okay. Bring it over. That one's the next okay. one. Okay. says, hi, Jacqueline. Oh, I don't know if she wants me to share that. So I don't know if. Uh... Oh, just don't say where she's from. <clears throat> she tells us where she's from. Hi, Jacqueline. Hey, hey, hey. Lord have mercy. I'm going to try my hardest to explain K-pop as best I can. Oh, because we've been talking about K-pop. I'm excited. My youngest, 15 years um, of age, is a huge fan of BTS. This is just like new kids on the block of our generation, Katie. I was born in 1982. Okay, I was born in 83. Okay, I'm I'm on board so far. The right stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. The hardest part I had with her love for them was because you can't understand them, right? We're not speaking the same language. If if I understood Korean, that'd be one thing. It's the language of music oh, and geez. the language of love. They speak Korean in like 90 plus percent of their songs. I will admit I have moved my hips in the kitchen when she's had some of the songs on. They have great music, especially for teenagers. I've asked her and she enjoys them because of the stories. The stories in the videos and lyrics. Oh, they caption in English. Okay. The stories behind the scenes. Oh, BTS. Oh. Oh. But I think what draws the teenagers of this generation the most, they are feminine boys slash men that date each other and some date girls. So it's a group, very popular, um, that is making it 
displaying all these open-minded ideas of this generation. Okay, so it's like... So it's not one David Bowie, but it's six in yes. a band. And right. you get to see them, you know, dating. Ooh, sorry, I hit the chord. Dating, not dating, being like pansexual, whatever, right? So you get to be like, ah, oh, it can happen. It can work. Okay. It's chaotic. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, displaying open minded ideas. Okay. Another strong component is that they are constantly putting out music, feeding the need to be constantly entertained. Yeah. Like people are insatiable. Wow. How do they put out that? Well, I mean, they have, they have an army. Yeah. And they don't really the do the work. Army. They just, they just show up and like sing the songs. Um, it's chaotic. It's annoying to listen to at the dinner table, but she loves it and it doesn't seem to be going in any negative direction. So I'll just put up with it until she outgrows them. <laughs> P.S. One of their latest songs is in English and it's called Dynamite. Maybe spelled differently though. Keep them high and tight, Jacqueline. Thanks, Jacqueline. Another mommy? Yeah, she's a mommy. The mommies are writing in. That's interesting. Yeah, to have the main mommy on. I dig it. They're such nice people. I love I love Christina. She's hilarious. Um, but that's interesting, and and I could see that too, because it's like a get a view, like you feel like you get to be a voyeur into some other world or some other space and get to see people doing things, even if it's only done for the purpose of. BTS because I think a lot of it is like pre-planned like do you know what I mean yeah I think because those Koreans like Blackpink right I would I would say and this is great information by the way Um, (laughs) I didn't know that at all about how they're presenting it but I always find the business aspect of of music or film or media very interesting it sounds like what they're doing is they're repackaging how is it that we can sell pop music because there's only so many ways that you can continue to do the same thing. You have to, as a marketer, evolve. And it sounds like what they're doing is they're giving you like the Kardashians of the music world, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we're giving you behind the scenes, but it's not really. It's it's scripted reality. Of course. But uh, well, they have like the houses I've seen. I've seen briefly, and you might have to let us know, Jacqueline. But I've seen briefly like they'll have like these houses that they live in, and I it kind of reminds me of like back in the day MTV. Real world. It does kind of feel hype like that. house now. Yeah. Phase. Oh clan. yeah, yeah. Hype house. I you forgot know, about all that shit. Take wow. everyone, stuff them in a house. A bunch of young people who are. But I don't think this is like like she said. It's not going in a negative direction. So I don't right. think there's any like shenanigans of chaos going on. It's more just like kids get to be like, oh my god, they're dating so and I think they do it. For the hype. Rebecca Zamola uh, does oh, she this. She does with, a great job of this. Yeah. She she built a universe with her channel on YouTube. Yeah. And there's all these storylines and it's, it's, you know, behind the scenes, but it, it really isn't. It's, it's all planned. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for sense. younger audience. I mean, no mm-hmm. one, I don't think any of our audience is. There's, there's probably not a crossover. But but it is, it's like girls. It's I don't want to f- ruin it, but Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> you think we have like five and six year olds listening? But I think it's amazing, right? So imagine if you could, uh, so if you took the the Rat Pack. Okay. Okay. So Sinatra, Dean Martin. Why do you have to go so far back? Well, I'm just saying. Why don't you make it relatable for now, like for our generation? No, I'm just saying a completely different generation. I'm I'm trying to make it as distant as possible. Oh, okay. So if you took the Rat Pack, but instead of just showing them doing their concert performances. Who was the Rat Pack, by the way? I know it was Sinatra, but I don't know who else. Sinatra, Sammy. uh, Sammy Davis Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Dean Martin, and um, oh, who's the other guy? Uh, he he would do the the tele the fundraisers. Uh, Jerry Lewis mm-hmm. was he? No, he wasn't part of the Rat Pack. Anyway, look it up. Anyway, I do this all the time for you. And, and Ringo, Ringo Starr, <laughs> and Ringo. Just he for wasn't good even measure. the best drummer in the Rat Pack. Okay, it was an informal group of entertainers. The second iteration of which ultimately made movies and appeared together in Las Vegas casino venues. Yeah. Um. It was 
Humphrey Bogart. No, Bogart wasn't part of the Rat Pack. They, origin- they originated as a group of A-list. Maybe he was. I don't know. Oh, no, they met at the home of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Yeah. In the 1960s, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Lawford, and ah. Joey Bishop. Lawford and Bishop. I forgot them. Hey, I didn't know any of them. I mean, I didn't even know. Okay. So, so but imagine yes. if you took this this famous group and instead of it just being the music, you're showing behind the scenes as well of them. Mm-hmm. People would have eaten it up. It's just it took us this long to figure it out. The formula of reality TV over the last 20 years yeah. is a way to repackage it. In fact. Well, it gets people even more excited and more invested. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I want to know. People I want to know all the know. details. And some people, people are have insatiable appetites for. And like you said, they put out so much music. It keeps yeah. her daughter like clamoring for more. Thanks for sharing, Jacqueline. That was interesting. Yeah. I love Lord Have Mercy. I'm excited. It's Me fun. too. All right. Okay. Thanks for the letter. Cool. Uh, you want to do the last one? Sure. Okay. okay. Go right ahead. I, I'm loving these, you guys. I love Lord Have Mercy as the opening. And then the next one says, howdy do once again. And I couldn't like either of those things more. Okay. Dear Katie and Sean, howdy do once again. I know you're hoping and planning to move in the near future. I'm curious. Do you look around where you live now and wonder, good Lord, how on earth did I or we collect so much stuff? Yes. Uh, yeah. And how much of this stuff are I slash we going to end up getting rid of or donating? Mm-hmm. Probably a lot. I ask because due to the circumstance, due to circumstances beyond my control, jerk landlord, ugh, fucking landlords, I'm currently being forced out of my long-term rental into a new place at the end of the month. And I find myself asking these exact questions as I pack up the last several years of my life into so many totes and boxes. Ain't 2020 great? Amen to that. Oh, well, at least I have my stories for some healthy escapism in these stressful times. Question for Katie. Will you be doing an audiobook for your upcoming trauma book? I have Are You Okay on Audible and have been going through it for the fifth time. Your voice makes wow. me happy and I always learn something new. Yay. And yes, I will be doing the audiobook. Um, it's part of my contract. It'll be the same as I did last time. And I actually enjoyed that process. And funny thing, I think I might have already told people. But when I went to do the audiobook, they they were like, you are so good at this. I had like two edits or something. I did it in record time, I guess. And they were like, if you ever want to get into this, just let us know. We'll give you a call. I'm like, oh, read cool. other people's books? <laughs> But part of, I told them, it was a dark and stormy night. Right. But the thing is, is like I told them, I was like, well, I think I'm good at it because I wrote it. Like it's my, you know, and he's like, you'd be surprised. And I was like, do people just suck at reading? Maybe. Well, my mom's, did you hear me read that letter earlier? Oh. Enunciating all the wrong words. Well, when you wrote it, it's words you're used to saying. Like I don't, I don't thesaurus myself so that I'm using all these words I don't know. You look at the words on the page and forget that you had written them and then say, this makes complete sense to me. <laughs> it's like they're inside my brain. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Katie. I wrote this. Yeah. Damn. Okay. It says, also, Sean, regarding last week's episode, I say you should go ahead and open a Faulty Towers in Canada. Mm-hmm. Got support, Sean. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Life's too short to not try and follow our dreams. If you need a waiter, I'd be happy to tender a job application. Full confession, though, I'm not bilingual, so I doubt I could understand any Quebecois clients, but I do speak English well. I learned it from a book. <laughs> <laughs> In reference to Manuel. Uh-huh. I learned characters. it from a book. Fair warning, though. If I catch wind of you even referring to Katie as my little piranha fish or a golfing puffer adder, I will have to rally the Kenyan base to give you a damn good thrashing. Don't say I didn't warn you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks warning. and keep going great until next time. From Graham, the 2021 of the Habs year writing dude. Oh, 2021 will be the Habs year. That's right. Writing dude. Thanks, well, Graham. Thanks, Graham. That was hilarious. Yeah. And I love it. Um, 
So, Katie? So, yes, we have definitely looked around at our apartment and been like, or I have. We haven't actually talked about this, how much shit we have. Uh, Lamar told me this the other day on the phone. He said, you just got to marry Kondo that shit. Marie Kondo. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you touch something, you say, does, does it this? bring me joy? And then if it's no, you just throw it out the window. <laughs> Garbage. You gotta, remember when I did that with all my clothes? Because yeah. I, I do this, I think it's because I haven't really changed sizes that much over the years. So I've just accumulated, or back, I, I got rid of stuff. Don't worry, you guys. But I had accumulated a shit ton of clothing. I know. I was like, Katie, you can't wear scrunchies and leg warmers all the time. Hey, like, how dare you? Everybody's working for the weekend. No, I was like, the right stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 no. No. Oh, oh, oh. And then I blew into my hypercolor t-shirt and then I flew away. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then I permed my hair and then all shit just went crazy. Just crimp one side of your head. I'll just get my crimper out. I never had one and I always wanted one. So I would do it with the curling iron. Like anybody else do this? You do the curling on the opposite way. Like the, so it'd be like. I don't have hair, so I don't really know. You did back in the day, but your hair was curly. But. That just sounds like it's going to damage your hair. Oh, 100%. Any kind of heat treatment's not good for your hair, but hair's not like alive. It's like, you know. Keratin extensions. Don't what? Know. Don't use words you don't <laughs> Keratin extension. You can get keratin treatments or you can get extensions, but. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyways, we have a lot of shit in our house. Yeah. And I'm actually excited for the purge because we lived here for, it'll be 11 years in April. The purge is coming. The purge. Um, you know you're just gonna find a bunch. Of, I know I will find things. I'm like, oh, that's where that is. Mm. But by that point, I'm I'm not looking for it anymore. It's not yeah, useful, right. so it's gonna be thrown out the window. Totally. There's a lot of that in this house. I noticed stuff in the closet the other day. I was like, <laughs> I do not play basketball. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Did we share this already? When you say my man, when you bought all, yeah, when you bought all the, yes, we did share okay. the story. Anyways, I. I'm not a basketball player, and I proved it within five seconds of finding the hoops. But uh, yeah, what else are we going to get rid of? I don't know. It'll be a lot of books. We have a ton of books that we don't use. And just put it on eBay. No one's going to. No. no one wants it. I think we just give it to the library. Oh, yeah. That's what I did last time. So we'll give it to the library or, or uh, Goodwill or uh, uh, Salvation Army, stuff like that. It's going to be like uh, all these outdated uh, tech manuals that I have. and like. Oh, those will go to Goodwill, yeah. Yeah. I've got stuff for like old camera manuals, like how to use uh, cin- cinema cameras, you know, like they're- cinema, <laughs> it's the things you gather. Mm-hmm. Oh, the places you'll go. Right. But yeah, so that was the end of the questions. Okay. So that's, that's, uh, oh, do you have any more? No, I don't have any Are more Are those questions. your notes? Yeah, I've got all sorts of His font, you guys, is huge. Well, we should really need to get you some glasses. No. It's 19 point font, which I've heard is standard issue. 19 for- point. <laughs> 12 no, font it's not, is it's just so standard. I because ha- I don't want to look at it uh mm-hmm. from far away I want to or I want to look at it from far away so I, I enlarge the font so I can just look down at it okay well I could I mean can you read this yeah of course uh then, how, okay oh sorry I, don't I was want gonna you read to, it no don't read it you don't know how my notes work oh okay. I was just saying can you read it because that just it's, it's very it's very large okay so I have a question inquiring minds want to know yes what is up with Aaron Rodgers mustache those are the things that are in my notes you guys he's gone uh, he's got quarantine brain syndrome i think qbs stop trying to make that a thing it's a uh, uh, quarterback quarantine it's qqbs mm, uh, yes. q-qbs have you guys seen his mustache it's like 
uh was it john no not john cusack uh what's the guy on friends that monica dates for a while and he gets some he has like a crazy mustache and the guys try to go with mustaches magnum pi yeah tom uh tom Selleck. tom Selleck. yes um have you seen that episode of friends where yeah, they yeah. both try to grow their mustaches joey and chandler yeah <laughs> <laughs> so bad but aaron Rodgers mustache i don't know if he just has a really long upper lip but fuck that mustache is huge yeah he's a giant we watched a the giant fo- mustache yeah we watched the football game whenever it was who even knows what day it is and i think they won by no they lost by a long shot right something I don't think we watched the end of the game. I don't even know. Who cares? We don't. We don't follow the Packers or the the uh, Igloo Panthers. Who are they playing? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You guys, we are we weren't really paying attention into football right now. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, and then they had we're talking to him after the game or at some kind of intermission, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a huge mustache. (laughs) Does he think that that? I don't know. Anyways, you guys report back. Who else has crazy mustaches? Mustache. My mustache is uh, needs to be trimmed. It's uh, hanging a little. It is a little low. The curtains are hanging over the. That's lip. why I don't know how he has such a big mustache. You have to put a photo up. He's while a giant I'm talking human. About this. They're big people. But you think that his upper lip is that big to to sustain such mustache? Uh, well, maybe he could be a mustache model uh, when his career is over, which is coming soon. You know. Yeah, I'm uh, hoping they have a photo of him with his huge mustachio. Yeah. Yes. Why did it switch over to a bearded him when I clicked on it? You can see it, mustachio. Yeah, he has to put it. He'll have to put it up on. Uh, it's like Magnum PI grows a good stash. It's a huge stash. Yeah. Anyway, that was shocking to me. And then my last note is, yeah, not drinking gives me vivid dreams. Okay. Or maybe it's that CBD sleep blend that we've been taking. Oh, CBD sleep. Which blend. I guess then we're not really sober Octobering. Is that true? No, we that's not see? a. Well, doesn't have psych- any THC, right? Yeah, it's not a psychoactive uh, component. Yeah. So it's not like. It's not mind altering. It's uh, what does CBD do? It's like it's a nerve tonic, like a St. John's wort, Sleepy. which is a terrible name. Um, Sleep. Echinacea. Valerian root. It's got all the, I don't know. Calendula. Ca- Pardon me? I think that is in it too. Calendula. I don't know what that is, but it's one of those. Chamomile? Yeah, chamomile. Let's just say it's a chamomile tea. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I have crazy vivid dreams and they're weird. What sort of weird can you share? Mm, I don't know if I, you know, how you like remember them when you wake up for a little bit, but then you forget. Yeah. I, I kind of have forgotten. Like, it's not that I don't want to share. I remember some that had my cousin Amanda in it and we were trying to build a house and there were issues. And then I don't know, you know, I can't really remember, okay. but they're they, at the moment when I wake up. They're super vivid for like a couple of hours, which is really crazy. And usually it's like you kind of wake up and you remember them, maybe bits and pieces. And I don't remember all my dreams. I don't know. What do you guys experience? Because my mom like never remembers her dreams. And when she does, it's like crazy. She's like, oh, send in your dreams. Yeah. Send in your weirdest dreams. Um, But my when she does remember them, she'll like tell me all about it. She's like, oh my God, sis, you'll never believe this was the dream, blah, 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 blah. And you're kind of similar. You don't really remember your dreams either. No, but you know, there are some haunting dreams that I've had throughout life, like that I remember to this day, which is really weird. One is my grandfather and I driving in his car. Okay. So like a 19, late 80s Lincoln, you know? And Montreal has all these crazy road systems. 
Um, and I don't know why, but I like I'm not I'm not afraid of being in the car or, or driving fast or anything like that. But something about the the some of the freeways in Montreal give me the heebie-jeebies. I think because they're pretty decrepit, rickety. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I have this dream, and it doesn't happen anymore. But when I think about what a, a vivid dream or a bad dream is, the two of us are driving, and we crash Ooh. over like it's a it's a structure of an elevated section of the uh of the highway overpass yeah and we went off through the guardrail and like went for a you know a big float through the air until you crash sort of deal wow yeah and i remember that and it's weird because you know of all the memories like (gasps) well i had the dream several times that's the weird part i guess you should look it up what does it mean to crash a car i think uh, dreams don't make sense oh i think it's fun though dream interpretations but it's weird because it was with my grandfather believe it um was this after he passed no 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 this is like like when you were a kid yeah, probably like 15 uh, to maybe in my early 20s. I maybe had it a couple of times, but it stuck with me. Like, it's pretty vivid. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. You know, he also had macular degeneration, and that's uh, a medical condition where the macular nerve, I'm going to get this wrong, but someone in the audience will probably mm-hmm. correct me, but the macular nerve is uh, deteriorating. And so people see, and that's in your eye, I believe your main optic nerve, uh-huh. And uh, as it deteriorates, it produces some distortions in your vision, wherein if you're looking at a straight line, there'll be a dip in it. And I think there's other symptoms or other. But why is this relevant? Well, in hindsight, if I had to put some um, some thought into why those dreams happened. But it's your dream. It's not his dream. Yeah, but he had macular degeneration. And I'm thinking that maybe like I was worried about him driving. Maybe they say and because he used to be he had a lead foot, you know, and and he drove this big car, and maybe I was just, anyways, sorry. Well, it says bridges in dreams symbolize transition when you have you're on something elevated. Yeah, getting um from one point in your life to the next. We often dream of falling off the bridges because transitions can be difficult and scary. When uh-huh. we feel unsure of the transition that we're making at the time, we can get a lot of falling off bridge dreams. Ask I mean, yourself what tough situation are you currently going through that you wish you could get. Um, that you wish you could get you um out of. Oh. Interesting. I yeah. don't know. I mean, Has it been? A, have you had one recently? No, no, no. It's been years and years, but it's like huh. it's imprinted in my mind. Were you in a time of transition? I don't know. Probably. Or maybe. I don't know. Captain Transition. That's my name. <laughs> no, but dreams are interesting, and I don't always believe it. But I like if I have one that's recurring. I always look up what it means just because I'm curious. Oh, not that it nece- I never look it up. Not that it necessarily means anything. It's a bunch of hooey, those dream interpretation books. You don't know. I mean, in therapy, it's kind of similar where you're like, you're taking behaviors now and you're trying to apply them to like what's going on. Like, why are you acting this way? Astrology, then dream interpretation books, and then maybe, you know, uh, Scientology. It's the, the order of... Within your brain? Yeah. I just think it's interesting. It's an interesting dream. Okay. Cool. But my dreams lately haven't been scary in any way. They're just really vivid. And and like usually when I remember dreams, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but they're like chunks. So it'll be like, well, then I was here and then all of a sudden they were gone and I was here with you or you know what I mean? Like it'll change who's involved and where I'm at. But the dreams lately have been like full stories. Oh. And I wish I'd written some down because even this morning when I got woken up at seven, uh, by our neighbors upstairs making noise, I'd assume, because that's the only thing that makes sense because I never wake up that early. But I woke up for a minute and I was like, oh my God, that was, and I had, I remembered the dream, but I can't tell you what it is now. Do you know what I mean? It was there for a minute and poof, that was a long time ago. Sometimes so. there's something that just triggers it and you, it jumps you back into yes. remembering it. 
But I don't know what to tell you to even try to trigger it, you know? The password is rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb. That's a, good, that's a good word. I'll say it to you when you're asleep tonight. Mm. Katie, tomorrow when you oh, wake up. Did we ever told them that you recorded me talking in my sleep? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I talk in my sleep. Um, Quite a bit. If, if you didn't know, now you know. And I didn't know if I still did it because back when Sean and I first live, started living together, he or probably when we even, I don't know if I did it the first time we, I, we ever spent the night together, like sleeping together. I don't know. But what? In bed, if you if I fell asleep, I don't know when you noticed me talking in my sleep is what I'm saying. I don't know when the first time. Yeah, but the weird thing is that you you uh, you recite speeches from famous uh, politicians. I don't either. But the thing that's funny is he's talked about it forever where he's like, yeah, you, you're really talking in your sleep or whatever. And, he'll, and I'm like, oh, what did I say? He's like, made no sense. I'm the captain of the diving team. It's going to be my turn to drive the bus. We're, what time do we get to grandma's house? You know, it's all No, gibberish. but the, the one that he, re- it is gib- it's totally gibberish. But the one that he recorded is really funny. And it's like, I think I'm talking about towels and sheets. Yep. I'm like, go get the towels and sheets. You guys, I have no fucking idea. And and then he's like, oh, I, you say what or something? And I'm like, stop it. Or I don't know. I and then I sort of caught on. And then I go into something else. And I blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then off, off I go back into sleep land. But it's very funny. It's very interesting. I could record them more often if you want. I just, I wanted to show you because you had mentioned it. It's interesting to me because I'm like, what is it? What? And why am I talking about, of all the things to say, Katie, towels and sheets? Come on now. (laughs) Okay, okay. I have a little confession to make. I've been recording your dreams for. My dreams? You mean my to sleep talking? Yeah, your sleep talking Mm -hmm. dreams. The audio book of your dreams. Oh. Um, And I've actually been posting them online. So if you Mm -hmm. go to www.creedthoughts.katiethoughts.w even for the internet <laughs> katie's thoughts are a little makes strange no sense at all yeah. oh my god no but i thought that was really funny it was really interesting to listen to because i've always wondered what it's like and it's really it's it's the minimal amount of effort because talking now you know you're like pushing your diaphragm to expel air and to make your voice like sound certain pitches and you can but when you're asleep talking it's like you're just talking in this like low it's really funny anyway it kills me it kills me uh-oh uh-oh so that is our dream segment excellent excellent <laughs> and, you know what we have uh-huh what do we have um i want to talk about music more i don't know why okay i think those are all yep those are all of my notes i kind of wish we were able to play like song tracks nope. on here eh. i know copyright Maybe there's a way to to get around that down the road. I don't know. I don't think there is. Somebody's got to be doing it because like. Well, you have to get an agreement because didn't Caleb and uh, the Fitness Marshall channel, didn't they, weren't they able to work out something with Sony or I don't know, Universal Music Group or something yeah. where they allowed them to use certain songs? I'm going to look approval? into it because I'd like to be able to like have some music in this. Not as like a, but if we were talking about something, I'd, I'd like to refer to Play a to clip. It. Yeah. yeah. Lately, Katie's been a little, uh, I mean, God bless you. Uh, this for, isn't going anywhere good <laughs> god bless you for for letting me do my thing with music because i, I have an eclectic uh yeah we had to listen to what's that stupid james bond song that you for your eyes only or whatever i'm probably last week yeah it was it's horrible it's a horrible it's song. not a horrible song but i like a lot of different types of music so sometimes we um, were just we were raised in different eras that's when our eight-year age difference because he enjoys the 80s music and i still can't come around to it well so I listen to everything, right? Modern music, old music, electronic. It doesn't matter. It's just if there's something good in it. Modern music. Mm, 
it's touch and go. Yeah. So, but lately I've been listening to uh, something that's quite a bit older. I think it came out in 1973 and it's uh, Neil Young's album Harvest. Yes. He's been putting this on a lot. When I grew up, uh, Neil Young wasn't, um, he wasn't really a favorite for me. In fact, I think we openly kind of made fun of him like, ah. That guy, you know. Well, it's but like it, it's mellow music. Like kids aren't gonna like that. I don't know why I we didn't assume. really like it. Like you I remember not liking Willie Nelson either, you know. Uh, but it was just, it just wasn't something that I grew up with. But he did have a couple of songs that were big. Um, there was Harvest Moon when I was younger, and that was a great song. But just it didn't resonate with me. But mm-hmm. you could tell it's a great song. And there was Keep on Rocking in the Free World. That was huge. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, they weren't Ooh. songs like that I put on. Um, yeah, but you could like tolerate them. Yeah, you're like okay. you knew it. You know, you yeah. knew it very well because it was it was playing everywhere. But uh, recently, though, I've really gotten a little bit more into Neil Young, and this Harvest album haunts me. It's it's so good. He puts it on every chance he gets. Sorry, yeah. I have an itch here. I and, think I have a tickle here. But like you you look at it and lyrics were very interesting, you know, and mm-hmm. and and pensive, and and there's something like. Uh, what are your notes? It's, He's it's got not notes, really a note, guys. but the first song on the album uh, is called "Out on the Weekend." Uh-huh. I'm a I'm a terrible singer, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sing it, but I'm oh, not really. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. This I'm is awful, big debut. But, <laughs> but uh, he says, uh, "Think I'll pack it in and buy a pickup." Oh yeah, I'm gonna take it down mm, to LA. Down, down, down. Find a place to call my own and. Try to fix it up. Start, Start a brand, brand new day. day. Yeah. Now. You've uh, played that song over and over. I've heard it like a zillion times. Clearly, I have a horrible voice for singing. You're fine. Because I'm not confident. And I, but I believe with some training, I could be good. <laughs> you, you did fine, honey. Uh, but with Neil Young, you can sing along to it because his voice is equally. Well, it's like Willie Nelson. Yeah. They don't have like a, a traditional voice that sounds great, but it works, right? The it's more I hear the song. a little song, more heart to it, I think, sometimes when it's not so perfect. It's beautiful. Not everyone's Adele um, or Miley Cyrus, as you've oh, recently realized. She whiz. Miley Cyrus She's is so talented. She's so talented. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. He, he's new. <laughs> he's new to it. I, she showed up on the, ra- uh, the radar for me as... Maybe you heard about this kid, Hannah Montana, like the name was in pop culture, mm-hmm. but then the Wrecking Ball video because everyone else, yeah. or is that Adele? No, that's her. Okay. Wrecking Ball's her. Um, but that was a is big song. Is that Adele? I don't Sorry. Know. I know. I, you I, picture Adele swinging in on a Wrecking Ball? Right. Like naked. Like a wrecking... Yeah. It's, it's definitely Miley Cyrus. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but I was saying last night, and I don't know if this is true, but I think children these days, kids these days, wouldn't know that her father was Billy Ray Cyrus because they'd be like, who the fuck is Adele's that? Adele's father is Billy Ray Cyrus? Stop talking about Adele. <laughs> Miley Cyrus's dad is um, Billy Ray Cyrus and like Achy, Achy Breaky Heart. Heart was the big jam. It was huge. And I even had a shirt that was hypercolor. Tells you when it was created. Mentioned and hypercolor it, and twice. And it said today. achy breaky heart. And then if you blew on it, it turned into hearts. Damn. Damn, Gina. <laughs> and I would put it in my little plastic circle with a line my thing on the side. You gonna bring hypercolor back single handedly? I love hypercolor t shirts. Get some of your line. influencer flames. Maybe we should tell wear. maybe we should tell Ela to do the Teddy Fresh hypercolor because they're in that genre. I don't know her, so bring I can't it back. tell her. Uh, we know we'll, we'll relay the we'll message tweet at them a tweet <laughs> a tweet so mm-hmm. back to my neil young uh, yes obsession. yes harvest harvest moon or whatever mm-hmm. uh no the album is harvest not harvest moon oh okay hey 
I'm just doing kidding. the best I, I can. Thought, I thought that was part of it too, but it turns out it wasn't. Um, mm. I just wasn't aware of his music. Now I'm getting into it and I dig it. You know, it, like it's soulful and it, it's a little slower. Maybe it took me getting to this eight, this stage in life to, to actually appreciate it. Man, is it ever good. Um, and I was looking at what happened, why he wrote this song, what the lyrics were. I like to go down the rabbit hole, right? Mm-hmm. Spotify is a great tool for that. Oh, is it? I didn't know. I don't use Spotify. It's so cool. Um, you the way i've been using it i know you're you're more of a fan of pandora or no i really okay moment of silence for songza which was my favorite i forgot about songza. my favorite yeah. so they still to this day spotify's and i know people this is not a popular opinion spotify's playlists fucking suck and they just don't do it for me and they've gotten a little better over the years but songza i would it would never end. You wouldn't like all of a sudden be back at the top and you're like, fuck, it's the same song we've already heard. It would just keep playing for hours. Mm. And I used to have it on in my old apartment down on fifth. And I would just put on, I'd be like, you put in one song and then it's, it starts playing your playlist it, okay. and it's random. It doesn't just play that album. It doesn't just play the artist unless you select. I want only those things. And it was great. And then if you really hated a song, you'd like thumbs down it or thumbs up and it got to know me so well. It was the best. I think you should try Spotify again just because it's... But they were purchased by Google Play. Right. And so I was like, I'm a Google Play girl. Yeah. Um, app or YouTube Music is is killing it now. Because really now it's YouTube Music, right? Yeah. Google Play got eaten up and it's now... Yep. It's evolved into YouTube so Music. So Songs is even farther removed But it may be life. the underlying algorithm. Who knows? It yeah. may be alive somewhere in the code. There's a little song that's like, I'm still here. Katie, your music. Your playlist. But I don't get to... Bop. <laughs> oh no oh my god no 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 but but i don't get to put on music in our home usually you can anytime you want no but we 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 share a thousand square feet yeah and you're the one that wants to put music on and it doesn't matter to me well i've just succumbed to it and i don't go for my walks anymore because our air is poison so i don't i haven't yeah. really listened to much music well what i like to do is i like to go through uh in spotify you can look at the artist and then from the artist there's a bio mm-hmm. and then you can kind of like see all their albums in chronological order. Oh, interesting. It's really cool because then you read, you know, their bio, which mm-hmm. a lot of bands I don't know about. Of course, you know, most of the people, but you don't know their full story. Mm-hmm. So I find that's as an investigative journalist in the music realm, <laughs> I like to look at their bio mm-hmm. and I like to see the associated acts. Sometimes I'll click on those. Mm-hmm. It'll take you to their playlist and their songs and their albums. And you kind of get this fabric of the music scene as told through Spotify. But what I've really enjoyed recently is going in and looking at bands, um, their music in chronological order. Like, oh, okay, like as we, they develop. Yeah, you know David Bowie. Uh, you know later as his career is taking off. But what did his first album sound like? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot Tip, not very good. <laughs> but <laughs> not, that, but for me, you know. And, but that should be motivating to people who are starting out, right? Like when you're first doing something, it's not going to be your best right away. But if you keep at it and you keep doing the thing and you you hone your craft, you could be Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Is that right? Ziggy Stardust? God-given ass. You know, and uh, Mm -hmm. he was the the nast. What's the, what are the lyrics? I have no idea. You're into a realm of unknown for me. I know a lot of people were into Ziggy Stardust and I, I'm sure I know some songs, but it's really not my jam. Yeah. I'm more, if you need to know, so you guys can, I can be your phone a friend if you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. If the questions relate to 90s to two, in 2000, let's say up to 2010, country music, I'm your girl. Also, same goes for hip hop and R&B in those same 
time frames. Okay. And then after that, anything else, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like Ziggy Stardust, sure. Bring, bring. Hi, Katie. This is... Uh, oh, I tried to put it to my ear like a dummy. Who wants to be a millionaire? Ooh. Uh, we have a friend in studio who needs your help. Mm. The question is... Yes. Will you do this? Yes. All right. The other question is... <laughs> The more important question. Who mm-hmm. did J-Lo mm-hmm. do a song with in the 90s and, and 50 Cent didn't like him? Your answer. P. Diddy? Incorrect. In the 90s. And then they hang up on you. J-Lo yeah. did a song with. Draw a rule. What's love got to do oh, with Oh, what's Katie? love? That's not the 90s. That's like 2002. Oh. Mm. Get your question straight. <laughs> I mean, I was on the spot. I had to make it up. But it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I would freeze. Because in like, the 90s, wasn't that when she was with P. Diddy? I don't know, Katie. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Doesn't matter. What's love got to do with it? What? That used to be one of my cell rings. And that wasn't, I guess that was jaw rule, but I thought it was, uh, what's love? Got to do. Got to do with it. That was what's his line. Love? But I got thought there do. was somebody else involved, too. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Big pun? No. <sighs> I don't know. You know, uh, so. on this show, you can expect to jump from Neil Young to Big Pun <laughs> to Jaw Rule to J Lo, all within a matter of minutes. It's it's quite compelling. It is um, quite compelling. But uh, Fat yeah. Joe. Oh yes. And Ashanti did What's Love. Oh really? I, I was totally like, that's not it. right. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, but Jaw Rule was in it too. Oh, was he? But J Lo did not. But J Lo did do a song, I think, with P Diddy. Oh. Yeah, I didn't think that was her. Okay. Anyways. We're just feeding you a bunch of disinformation. Don't fact check us because it's all going to be incorrect. As a CIA agent, mm. Katie. Wouldn't um, that be fun if I was a CIA agent? I'm hor- no, I would be terrified, I'm but kind horrible, of fun. I'm horrible keeping secrets. <laughs> <laughs> You're a therapist. I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> CIA agent, they'd be like, are you in the CIA? I'd be like. Would you <laughs> practice the... Uh, ancient dutch art of sabotage saboteur <laughs> what was that um so funny did you just hear that car go by on yeah. our street we just live in a, like, we live in a residential area you guys and a car just went by it going like 45 50 miles an hour oh, it, it sounded like that. a lamborghini or something yeah oh maybe he he didn't have it in the right gear he's probably in first gear doing 45 Whee! miles an hour things are crazy this year yep um, hopefully our air isn't poisoned this weekend and we can actually We'll with, oh, and, that brings uh-huh. me back to what we were talking about way back poison. in being Poison. Mm-hmm. Nice, Katie. Uh, during times of uh, turmoil and yes. uncertainty, mm-hmm. uh, we find ourselves looking for solutions and therefore cult memberships go up. Or not memberships. Oh, we're like, going back to this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like that's that's basically what's happening in this crazy time. Right? Okay. People are looking for solutions. They're moving. Spoilers. Moving. Cults don't have any solutions. Okay, continue. What? But the pamphlet. <laughs> but the pamphlet. Oh, my God. Are you looking for solutions? Yes. Turn to oh page Oh, my two. God. I love those, like, Jesus pamphlets where they're like, uh, need hope, question mark, or some shit like that. And I'm like, sometimes I just cannot How did you handle, know? I know, they the manipulation the... to get people into your church and stuff. No offense, people who are religious. It's just that weird, like, cult feeling of, like, do you need answers? But it's just marketing, mark? right? It is just. Got milk. Are you hungry? Uh-huh. You know, like the, everyone just asks basic yeah. questions. You're like, uh-huh. Would you like a submarine sandwich? Uh-huh. Well, you know, first find. <laughs> what are you, Kevin from the office? <laughs> oh, 
I bet you will. Yeah. I bet oh, you do. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So That's what else about cults? You brought it back to that. Well, what I just think that we're seeing a rise in, in people feeling displaced and that's why those numbers are going up, but uh, bring it back to what we're seeing moving. Oh, we, everybody's we moving. Three you guys. neighborhoods out or uh, neighbors. Three neighborhoods. This is up and left. <laughs> gone. It was like uh, what, the rapture happened. It is. The rapture of LA is we're actually left people behind. just- It is. The rapture of LA is in full effect, you guys. Seriously, we have four apartments that are for rent in our area, our little two buildings, I think two or three. I don't Usually know how many buildings none. there are. Yeah, there's none. We're like, we've been at capacity for most of the time we've been here. There's been one uh, one apartment that's turned over quite a bit. Three moving trucks in two days. And even outside. our upstairs neighbor was moving and she had had some people coming to help her move. And I went outside to put recycling and there was a huge moving truck. And then there was her little U-Haul for the rest of her stuff. And she was like, yeah, the people in the big truck were like, we're supposed to be here. And she's like, that's my garage. So you shut up. And I was like, wow, people are like arguing over moving space. <laughs> moving truck drivers fighting in the streets. It's crazy. We it's, have. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about the Citizen app also. Okay. If you don't know uh, Citizen app, download it. It's a lot of fun in a sad way. But like you I get say, to a see. A lot of fun is a strong strong phrasing there it's like having a police scanner basically but it's citizens reporting what's going on uh which i find very interesting because i don't communicate with anyone in our city about uh, we don't crime or whatnot so yeah. it's like neighborhood watch meets ring or whatever yeah and then people post photos of what they've seen yeah. in videos uh so what did they see yesterday a man without a shirt on was riding down the street uh on, on a, a bicycle, bicycle. He, went, he didn't have his hands on the handlebars, though. And Guess where his hands were. I know you're thinking down his pants. That's not true. <laughs> he held in his hands each a giant machete and was like... I think he thought he was in Die Hard 7 or something. The man was freaking out Where does drugs. someone get machetes? Oh, he was stoked. When they don't have a t-shirt and they don't even own a car... I mean, I don't know if he owns a car, but... Hell of a bicycle rider. Right? No hands. I mean... Look, mom, no hands. Yeah. On his way to crazy circus town. Like, that yeah. guy would perform and do well. He'd, he would sell tickets. He was... Super dangerous. Someone should have tased him. <laughs> taking those machetes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The cops didn't stop him. He made it all the way down to the ocean. Was it Ocean Park or something? No. Boulevard? He started up by the highway and oh, came all the way down Like on Wilshire Santa Monica Boulevard. or Wilshire? Jesus yep. Christ. So like, I don't know, probably took him half an hour. No police stopped him. A dude with two machetes slicing and dicing. Wow. That's like the dude that ran into the White House. Nobody stopped him. He's jumped the fence and in right? he went. And then this morning on Citizen, there's okay. a dude who, mm-hmm. this went on for 45 minutes. People are like, he's still out there. The guy had his <whistles> out of his pants. Oh yeah. Blah, 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 blah. He wasn't wearing a trench coat. He was just walking around this Ding-dong surprise. Yeah. His, uh, you know. What, did he have pants on? Schlimmy, schlamazzle. <laughs> his uh, Pops and Stuff Incorporated was hanging out his... But he had his pants on just hanging out? Yeah. Wow. Hey, like, wow. Uh, he was... didn't know how to wear his mask properly. His, <laughs> his nose was out of his mask. And he put his under on just the same. Yeah. Um, but he was, wow. he, he was walking around and people were uh, taking photos and they're like, he's still there. Seen a police car drive by. No one has stopped him. I'm like, what is society has broken down? It is. It's completely chaotic. It's time to go. It's time to go. We can't be moving sooner. Why do we always come here? <laughs> I guess we'll never know. But the citizens app is, is come to be pretty funny. Oh. Like, because you can't even believe like those two I mean 
phallus i mean phyllis sorry i've got <laughs> penises on the brain like why is that stuff happening i don't know it's just it's know. really crazy it never happened here before and, and now we i had, mean maybe it did maybe i just didn't look at citizen app maybe that's like when you look at that app that shows you all the uh the so, pedophiles yeah or, the, <laughs> can't or, tell don't ruin it don't. Yeah. all the the pedophiles in yeah. your neighborhood yeah you never want to look at that app no you don't because you're like well, whoa also, that's a little close also there are i'm not saying that like you shouldn't be informed but there are also these weird rules like let's say um two kids were dating i'm not saying this is the case for everybody because it's not but i know i watch a lot of law and order svu and they talk about this the laws of of that oh being a registered sex offender and what yeah. that can mean like uh i've and this is again fault these are like fake stories on law and order svu but one guy they were like they looked into him because he was a sexual predator in this building and something had happened and he was like i was drunk and i peed outside and somebody said I was exposing myself, and so he's a sexual predator. Oh. So, like, things can get complicated. I don't know. Each state might be different, but. I think it's also up to the discretion of the judge how, how you're processed. Yeah, if like they're they look put at, on the list or not, yeah. I guess. Maybe. You're on the list. But then also if you're, like, teenagers and you're dating and your girlfriend's 17 and you're 18 or whatever the laws are, you're 17, she's 15 or whatever. Gotcha. And it's consensual sex, but it's they can't consent because they're young. Then. It's if the parents Yes. Then the, if she files or the parents file, and then they can push for you to be on the list. You're on the list mm -hmm. and not the list you want to be on. No, but then it can like totally fuck your life up. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and I, some people it should, some people it some should, people should, well, I don't even think they should cast out of society. They should, they should uh, like make them all live in their own little community some people, uh, the called law, prison right. <laughs> forever. If you have your little tribe and there's someone, you know, diddling kids, you take that person, you take them out of the tribe and you shoot them. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You leave them on the, you know, if you live on an Island, you leave them on the other side of the Island for, I don't know, food for the vultures. Yeah, just put them in, pin them in. It's got to be kicked out of the truck. I don't understand. Dangerous. I mean, I get murder is obviously worse and they, they're in prison for like 25 to life or whatever. But I don't, yeah, exactly. Is it? Then sexual predators go to prison for like five years for like fucking someone's life up or multiple people's lives up. I think Usually it's multiple. And almost the, more severe. In a yeah. lot of ways, it is more severe because you have to live with the trauma. And they usually go out and do it again. Like the, the, uh, it's not recidivism rates. Is that what it is? I think that's the word. Anyway, recidiv yeah. they're really high. Well, that's only if recidivism they end up going is back. after you've been. That's what I mean. They go okay. out and do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant after the first time, just in general. No, well, which, all, in I'm general, sure. in general, it's usually more than one person. But anyway, whatever. I don't know Doom how we. Doom and gloom. The I podcast know. is here for you. How did we get it? Oh, because of the, the Citizens app. I was like, how did we get here? Yeah. So Homeboy was walking around Why with his we nose always out of his come mask. Here? And talking about dark thoughts is kind of interesting, though. I, I think uh, everyone's attracted to it. That's why news headlines are the threat. Yeah. Hone in on it. Yeah. How does that like work? Like moths to a flame. Yeah. Oh, well, your brain, we're primed to seek out threat and focus on it and to okay. learn as much about it as we can so that we can prepare ourselves to take care, to deal with it if we have to. Right. So by me watching Primes all this us. doom and gloom, you're saying that I'm healthy. No. And I'm preparing for no that's what i heard no that's not at all <laughs> it's act, it's it's we're primed to focus on real viable threats so that we can prepare our body to fight flight freeze or usually fight flight you don't really prepare for freeze freeze is like i can't do anything ah. mm -hmm. so you prepare for fight or flight and your stress response your body gears Ooh. up for it flashing oh. red um uh, should we go pee and then come back yep okay um and like, I swear to God, you guys, at least twice a week, he's like, so where are the fires again in California? Like, I just looked them up for you again today. And you're like, what's the name of that one? And I was like, the Bobcat fire. Well, no, because they, they go out. 
you know, fires. Well, of course they do, but they've been burning for a long time. There's still like seven or ten of them. How burning. contained are they? I don't even know. Some are pretty contained. Some are not. Hmm. You have to look. All of them are different. But um, not to mention we have a hurricane hitting Louisiana. Let's not focus on that. So the thing is, our brain likes to focus on threats so that it can learn as much as it needs to learn about them so that we can be prepared to fight or flight pretty much because freeze isn't really something you prepare for that's when you're like fight flight freeze Mm -hmm. out of those three Mm -hmm. which do you think are are uh, californians doing the Mm -hmm. most of are they fighting Mm -hmm. are they flighting they're flighting they're leaving uh or freeze flight freeze or freeze freeze or are they freezing i think we're all doing one of those three i think some are freezing but a lot are flight a lot of people are running away. Yeah. Like I said, the movers. We have so many movers and so many people moving. I've never seen this before. I haven't either. It's really... And the amount of homes... Because so we're addicted to Zillow because we're moving and we're looking at homes. We'll be going to look at some homes in a few weeks. But um, the amount of people in our area who are selling their homes is crazy. Because Santa Monica, if you guys don't know, is is not a huge city. I think it's six square miles. Yeah, it's not very big when it comes to land. And when people own, you don't have any land. And when people own homes in our area, like we can't afford to, we're moving out of Santa Monica because it's too expensive. We would have anyways. It doesn't matter about what's going on. No. It just would have been time for us to leave to afford a house. Yes, because we can't afford like homes here like $4 million. So people, usually the homes aren't for sale that often. Like you see a few, but they're crazy expensive. Like four million is like to start. You guys are like three million. Inventory skyrocketed. There's houses for sale everywhere. Yeah, and condos especially are crazy and for if, sale. That tells me that if wealthy people are fleeing, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's sad for people who cannot leave. First of all, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that like California is you know terrible, but my goodness, or what is flight. this place going to look like in two years? Oh, I don't even want to know. Once uh, businesses it's, it's, aren't able to I pay know, their... it's really crazy and we're yeah. still shut down. And Anyway, but what I want to say is that we like to focus on threats so that we can prepare for fight or flight, okay. right? And there's a reason that you're addicted to reading that stuff because our brain like is, it, it's, uh, it's not survival, but it's like evolutionary that evolution, evolutionarily, is that a word? That Could be, depending right. on how you're going to use it. I was going to say that we that we do focus on that stuff because it helps keep us alive. Mm-hmm. So it's like part of our innate response to focus on threat. And so we kind of have to force ourselves to look at the things that we have. That's why it's an exercise to practice gratitude, to be grateful or to look on the positive side. It's like actually takes effort to do that. Okay. It's easy to lay in the like, I don't know why we always come here yeah. when you're in the doom and gloom. Yeah. That's why you, but Sean spends so much time in doom and gloom. No, not doom and gloom, but uh, yeah. I definitely do a lot of reading um, and it just happens to About happy that. things? Yeah, sometimes happy things. Like? Puppy dogs and. Therefore, such as. Kitty cats. No. <laughs> he reads about like politics, which is super depressing. And history. A little bit of sports. History is usually pretty depressing. Sports yeah. could be okay. Canadians. I mean, right now it is an exciting time. <laughs> oh yeah, they had the draft. The draft itself wasn't particularly exciting for Montreal, um, but did, do we have any? Did we get rid of anybody that we love? Yeah, Max Domi, he's gone. <gasps> well, yeah, traded. I mean, he hadn't been doing very well for a while. No, he had. He had an excellent two seasons. He had. Uh, I thought you said he wasn't like at, operating at the level they had hoped. Mm, I think he just wasn't uh, slotting in where they mm. needed him to. So they need a winger. He wants to play center, and um, there's a logjam at center. So uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Not because Here's the player. That stupid bug again. 
not because the player is not good, but because... Yeah, it just doesn't fit it, with the team. Yeah, it's well, like a jigsaw puzzle, I right? even felt that way with Subban, because back in the day we got rid of Subban, and I loved Subban, but I don't think it was a good fit in the team. Right. And I think that's really more what it is. Yeah. So, so Domi's gone. Womp, womp. And yeah. we've signed new people, I'd assume, but we'll learn who they are and what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, and we can get into it, but it'll be an exciting season next year. This is not a sports year. podcast. No, but next season, that's our year. 2021, baby. Mm. Coming at you strong. You Stanley and Graham. Championship. <laughs> uh, okay. Next well, season. Okay. What else do we have going on, Katie? Um, we've talked about moving. We've talked about... Mm-hmm. Have we talked about We food? are moving. Oh, speaking of which, somebody had said something on Instagram a while back, and I feel like I probably have a screen grab and I went looking for it, but I couldn't find it. Instead of using boxes, because then you just waste them, they're like, go back into the recycling bin and sure, they might get recycled, but it's like, a you know, it's not as good for the environment. Somebody shared there were like these plastic bins, like red bins that you could order. And so you could use those instead of boxes. And they were like the, the where the tops kind of come together, like yeah, and okay. they lock. Um, and they like have sanitized them for COVID. Like they they clean them and they ship them back out. And it's like reusable. So it's like the container store, but. Yeah, but moving. they just show up. Like you, hmm. you order them and then you tell the moving company you want them to use them. So I think we should do that. Does anybody know what that, st- that company is? Movingcubes.com. <laughs> I'll look it up. I'm sure I can Google with some key phrases, but if any of you know what I'm talking about. Ooh, and I wanted to give you guys a big thank you for all of your recommendations for the crime shows. I am going through the list one at a time. Some of them I have seen because I can't help myself, but we did watch uh, the, what was that British investigative? Do you remember? It was like a three or four part show. Oh yeah. I forget what the name of it was. It wasn't very good. I don't recommend it. It was okay, but I felt like they drug it out way. It could have been two, two 45-minute episodes, and they made it four. That's what grinds my gears. <gasps> we haven't gotten into what grinds our gears. We're very late to get into it here. Hmm. Hmm. Well, hmm. when a TV show is made for television, and there's commercials Is that what involved, TV shows are made for? <laughs> when the TV show is made for television. But when it's made for radio, much better. Oh. Yeah. Radio, television. Uh, Why do you speak in a Russian accent when you... So there's television and then there's what I what I consider traditional television, mm-hmm. which is what you get from the networks uh-huh. um, and cable. Okay. And yep. those are built so that you can put commercials in them, right? Yes. And so when a modern uh, way of storytelling is the recap after the commercial. I know and I hate that. Okay. Because what they're doing is they're just putting filler in there. They're, the real show is... Maybe. Let's say it's 30 minute slot. You but have 22 like minutes. minutes of, yeah. Um, from your 22 minutes of time to fill, because the other eight is commercials. Mm-hmm. If your actual story only takes 15 minutes to tell, 18 minutes or something, yeah. You still have seven or eight minutes. That's a lot of minutes. And what they do is they pad the commercial break, the return from commercial break, as well as the intro to the segment. Uh, as well as the intro to the show, they pad those and they they continue to like rehash the details. Mm, I don't uh, like it. I you, won't stand for it. Well, and it sucks, right? So then when you watch you know who this- who doesn't do that? Who? NCIS New Orleans. Huh. None of that. No padding. Straight to the crime. I love it. That's the way it should be. Don't give me filler. There's already enough of that, <laughs> like this podcast. But uh, We have when no you, commercials, so. When you watch those- Or do uh, we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes we get them. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. No idea what's going on with the commercials. Um, oh, on YouTube we do, uh-huh. but not in the audio form. True. Okay. Correct. TV shows that come from that environment mm-hmm. and then get brought over into Netflix 
it doesn't work because they no. leave that filler in. So all of a sudden you start getting a recap. You're like, yeah, I know. I was just following. I just watched this. but And then they, they, they do a cut and they come back with more return filler. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I know. You just gave me the recap two seconds ago. Why are you giving? And they just give you the same scene. And this one was kind of like that. It wasn't necessarily like a recap, but it was like, I've already seen that footage. Like you're just telling this to me in a new way. And it's the same fucking story. Mm. Like, where was she? That's answer the question, you know, and I understand you want to like paint pictures of people and like tell a story, but they could have done it in two episodes, not four. Yeah. So really, but then once you're in, you're like, well, I have to find out. And I was like, ah, your editor is your best friend. Mm hmm. And some shows don't have that. No. But like anyway. this podcast. <laughs> you are my best friend. I know, but I'm going to have to trim down this episode. There's a couple of things that I left hanging in there that, you know, you start to pull a thread. You're like, maybe there's a joke in there. And then there isn't. And then. Is that what you look for? Is just jokes? That's kind of how I walk through life. Just joking around? Yeah, just joking. Just joshing you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how has your sober October been going so far? It's pretty interesting. Um, every night at mm-hmm. around three o'clock. <laughs> not in the morning three in the afternoon because um, the sun is starting to go down so you see you sense the... three o'clock it's like six thirty. uh yeah but usually we'd have a cocktail mm-hmm. um that was just kind of a tradition uh, that uh, yeah, for many months i had my wine spritzer and sean will have a truly yeah. yeah uh but we don't have that right now and that's interesting because well it's weird do you feel like we? i feel like i've gone through phases the first few days, it was like breaking a habit where I was like, oh, no wine spritzer. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's fine. And then like five or six days in, I was like, I don't think this is, I'm going to make it all 31 days. This is fucking boring, man. It's quarantine. What are we supposed to do? And you laughed. You're like, whatever, you can do what you want. I'm still, we're still sober Octobering. And then now I'm like, whatever. It doesn't bother me anymore. It doesn't bother me either, but. Um, it was just a weird. It's just weird because that, that uh, not tradition, but that. that Habit habit that we had of having a cocktail to kind of break okay here's your business day and here's yeah here's your work and not work and in the you know in our little apartment so it was interesting we don't have that anymore and it took a couple of days to i was like a, a pavlovian uh mm-hmm. dog like response a, you know like the skinner box i'd hear the rat. ice well because typically your day ends before mine does and so i'd hear like the ice cube machine and you'd mm-hmm. make a wine spritzer like six o'clock or whatever and I thought that was interesting, and I, I don't know. hear it anymore. And no I, more. I could put ice in my water, I suppose. Ah, I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm salivating. Why, why do I taste Kahlua? Ah, uh, mudslide. You ever have that feeling, by the way, where your brain says, hey, you want this, but you didn't, you're nowhere near it. So like. Oh, yeah, like cravings. Be, yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Like a real All crave. the time. Not just like, oh, I crave something, and it pops in your mind, but like you actually oh, taste smell it, it? or no, taste it. I don't have that. The other day, I woke up mm-hmm. and all I could think about was lasagna. <gasps> like, Why didn't you tell me? We could have made it. Crispy, caramelized. He likes the crunchy edges. Cheese. You want the corner piece. Oh, my God. And so. Oh, well, we make it. I'll make it this weekend. I don't want lasagna. <laughs> no, I mean, I wanted it then, but, but you know, I didn't want to embarrass myself and uh, have it first thing in the morning. But maybe we make one uh, coming up. I can make it and then we can freeze it in chunks, too, if you don't want to eat it all. Yeah, that's probably the for the best like make them you know nice we can also make small ones like my grandma makes a small pan mm. does like a half recipe you know what doesn't work for me mm. is when people take a traditional recipe and then convert it to a vegan recipe get your own recipe like i a, know a vegan lasagna what even made you think of that who's made a vegan lasagna that i'm know? sure there is vegan lasagna out there shame 
it's probably not as good as a real thing. No, I had this girl that was, um, I was roommates with in college and she definitely had, uh, I'd say an eating disorder now, now that like, cause back then I was, what would I have been like 21, 20, but she definitely had an eating disorder, but she would take recipes that were traditionally good. And she'd be like, you guys, I'm going to make insert thing that's supposed to be delicious. And then it'd be like missing the most important thing, like cheese, you know? And she made this lasagna once. And she was like, you don't even know that it's not real lasagna, but the noodles were zucchini, right? And it was all marinara sauce, which I hate. And there was no meat in it. I was like, this is like. This is not what I ordered. This is like tomato vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) This is not at all. Mm, Delicious. Thank you, I think there was some some fat-free, probably, mozzarella on top. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever. I didn't even. And. This is where sometimes I'm like, Katie should have been a little nicer. But young Katie hadn't worked out all her upsets yet. And so I took a couple bites and I was like, I'm going to be honest. I know this is not lasagna. Like, this is a lie you're telling yourself. (laughs) You're you're quite the Gordon Ramsay. That's how you earned that name, Gordon Ramsay of uh, Pepperdine. (laughs) Nobody said that. What kind of shit is this? (laughs) But it was funny. This is not that long ago, but I'm forgetting her name, you guys, because she wasn't my roommate and she was someone who like was only with us for one semester and then our uh, the roommate that we Catherine who was in the other room she had another person come in for the next semester so we only had her for however many months and I don't remember her name but we were out to dinner recently and she worked at that rest it was uh at Ingo's and she worked there for well, a brief period recently, that's like a year ago well I know but like the last time we went out to eat like okay. let's say last November or maybe before March she was there and I was like <gasps> I hope she doesn't recognize me like, yo, lasagna lady. Your lasagna sucks. I'm just kidding. No, but it was when you take things out of it, like the real things that make it like yeah. you can't take meat. Just don't call it what it's not. Don't call it vegan lasagna. Just call it a vegan pasta dish. And then we'd be all cool. Mm-hmm. Is pasta vegan? It can be. Uh. Well, we have remember when we couldn't get any pasta because uh, when people went crazy with COVID and started like stockpiling rice dry goods i know <laughs> like, I do it was, have a couple of like it was the apocalypse <laughs> like it was the apocalypse we tried to get just regular pasta we couldn't and we ended up with like chickpea pasta or whatever that red bean or, it actually wasn't bad it's banza i Bom- do like that I think when it's they banza mm-hmm. it's a brand it was actually pretty good so i guess you could make that into lasagna that'd be good it'd be like vegan yeah i don't mind when you when you make pasta out of different ingredients that's fine but yeah but it's it's when it's like fake meat that's you I know people are like, know the it's difference. jackfruit. I'm like, well, maybe if you soaked it in chicken broth, it would taste like shredded chicken. I don't know. Well, they put it with like barbecue sauce and they're like, it's like shredded pork. And I'm like, no. Yeah. It's not. Also, I don't like wet barbecue. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know if I do or not. It depends on what it is and where you're at. Because like we were watching that uh, chef's table barbecue. Mm-hmm. Still highly recommend. And the one... The guy, uh, I'm forgetting his name, but I think he was in North Carolina or okay. Charleston, remember? Yeah. And they do the mop and they put mop. That's cool, but I'm talking yeah. about like when- Yeah. Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I don't mind putting, because he had his his barbecue sauce in the squeezy bottles at the table and people yeah. would put it and I was like- I don't I mind that. that. I just don't like it when it's like super saucy. Oh, I'm you like, don't want barbecue sauce. Like, yeah. like uh pre-packaged in a bottle that's what i think is gross i agree okay i but i do like when people make their own sauces like a dry rub like baby blues barbecue over on lincoln they have good barbecue sauce very good 
barbecue sauce. They were uh, they became famous because of diners, drive-ins, and dives. Triple D baby. Yeah, made them big. Made them big. I remember that's how I found out about them. To be honest, okay. And I went out. Uh, I don't even remember. It was right before I met you, maybe like a year or two before I met you. I went out there just to check it out. I was like, oh my god, barbecue! I haven't had barbecue. L.A. is not known for its barbecue. We're more known for cheeseburgers. And uh, it's a burger town. It's a sure. burger town, definitely, and probably sushi restaurants. There's tons of sushi. I mean, we also have like a shit ton of different types of food, but we're not known for barbecue. And so I went out with a girlfriend to like check it out and see if it was any good. And I don't know if it was Nina or who. I don't know one of my friends. Anyway, and it was delicious. And so then we went back. So at that time it wasn't that busy. I guess that was the first time it had aired. We'd seen it, and we went like the next day because it was like a weekend or whatever. And the next time we went, like a month later, it was like a huge line. And the guy was out giving people little bits of ribs and stuff to eat while you're waiting. And he was like, I feel like calling Food Network and telling them not to air it anymore because we can't handle it. Like, because they were a teeny little place. They have since expanded to the, the, they bought the restaurant next door or rented it or whatever. And so ne- then they opened up the wall. Yeah. And now there's I, that's two. when I had been. Yeah. It, but it used to be just that, like, sit at the, it was legitimate like three tables and you sat right by the bar. Because that was where we sat, was like right in the door. So it was like a teeny little slip of a place. And now now they've expanded. I love seeing businesses uh, grow. Obviously, yeah. you want to see that. But it's so neat when when something really takes off. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, when someone finds success, like dog face. You know, he'd been doing his thing. I know. And then he blew up. Uh, baby Blues. Yeah. Ribs. Baby, flu- baby Blues Barbecue. Baby Blues Barbecue. They blew up. It's not like. They'd put in countless hours before this to yeah. to to get to that point. And if where you're in LA, were... I highly recommend them. Yeah. Another great place. This reminded me of like a slip of a place. Apple Pan. Don't know it. Oh yeah, no way. I do. I wonder if we can get it delivered. But anyway, if you're in LA, I highly encourage you to go to Apple Pan. Talk about burgers. This is again, LA's a burger town. Are they even open anymore? I Are know. Are these companies closing? But I loved Apple Pan first of all. Okay, so you only sit at the bar. It's like there's maybe 20 seats in the place. And people hang around on the outside waiting for people to get up because you, they won't serve you. Like you have to be sitting Just at Just mill around. You mill around until somebody's leaving. Hey, hey, I see you. And the back in the Are day. When leaving anytime soon? I went hey. through this phase where I was like a huge foodie in LA, which is really fun. It's a fun game to play. Sean doesn't really like to drive east of the 405, so we don't go do that that much. But I used to like adventure. Rocio and I particularly would go see uh, live music and eat at a different place and you know oh it was up on the top list let's I go don't check like it pretentious out. restaurants so that, this wasn't pretentious These... no, no no I'm just saying that that's one of the reasons why I don't do the foodie thing in LA because there is a lot of that there's also great food but well, yeah it's all there's great food there's and great street food too it's not even the restaurant that bothers me it's the, the clientele it's a lot the of people. times yeah. Sean has a lot of restrictions so <laughs> anyway but we used to go and it I got really really good at being able to tell when people were going to leave okay like, it's something you have to read, right? Like, first of all, you, obviously, if the check is still out, but if that, restaurants who turn people over quickly, take them quickly so you won't know who's paid or not paid. But you can get a sense because they stop filling their water and they start, like, going through their purses. And, you know, so you got to get a good sense. And then I would get really, and I was, like, ruthless. You'd, like, have to slide. I'd be like, are you guys leaving? No rush. And then I'd be like, but I'll take that seat. And then he'd look around. And I'd be like, like, uh, this is mine. It's fine. You have to be pushy. In a city, if anybody's in a city, you know what I'm talking about. If there's no hostess going to seat you, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. But so I used to get really good at that. And so we go try different restaurants and I do miss that a lot. And I hope those restaurants are there. But Apple Pen in particular was one of my favorites because they didn't give a fuck. 
Like they were not super friendly. Hey, Katie, what does your shirt say today? Oh, fresh out of fucks. <laughs> okay. It's cross-stitched. Uh, that one is particularly uh, popular when we go out. Um, a lot of people. I know. Ask usually girls it. come up and they're like, hey, just curious. Where did you get your shirt It's a funny. From? And the thing is I got it at Planet Blue, which is like such an LA local place. Mm-hmm. That's what I am kind of sad about leaving LA for stuff like that. That like I'll miss our little places, you know. We'll but find new ones. It's so expensive. But anyway, so Apple Pen. There's like three old guys that work in there, and they've always worked there. Like I've gone over the years, and it's always the same people. Like I don't think there are any other people work. I think it, you know, there's the one lady that makes the pies in the morning, and you only see her sometimes if she's making the pies. But Mrs. Then, Apple. But then the rest are just these these guys. There's like three dudes that work. Um, they get you their stuff, but they're not super friendly. Like they're not there to like you know they're doing their job yeah they're just doing their job and they dress like traditional diner like they have the little hats and the white apron white button-up shirt white trousers the black shoes like it's a very classic diner look you know there was a different time uh in north america i'm sure this was true of europe as well but i you know i don't have as much information yeah. but um humans humans people used to uh, just we you know, you go sapiens. through different eras right now we're in the area uh the area the era of loungewear like you're showing me fashion oh, has yeah. changed to loungewear i knew the quarantine would change that alt leisure you know mm-hmm. or what do you want to call athleisure. it athleisure athleisure okay i uh, thought it was alt leisure too but it's athleisure okay makes sense but uh mm-hmm. there used to be a time when um gas station attendants uh yeah we're dressed diners up. Uh-huh. people took it seriously like they were dressed in a, a collared shirt mm-hmm. it was pressed it was white it was clean uh, when I was working as a waiter, when I was uh, younger, as all, as well as a busboy, I mean, you your shirt had to be spotless. You couldn't wear a shirt from another shift. You could if you didn't have salsa on it, or you yeah, know, what there I mean? wasn't but something like, that stained it that was obvious. But yeah. you really wanted to be meticulously dressed, and it makes sense from a restaurant standpoint. But well, cleanliness goes a long way in a restaurant in general. Yeah, but uniforms. You yeah, know? and and we Used just to be more uniform. Yeah, like a, a Norman Rockwell picture. Mm-hmm. I know times weren't perfect and it's nostalgia what he you know what he was of course and you always look back with rose-colored glasses yeah like Ooh, there was so horrible nice. times but it was interesting how people presented themselves uh versus now because what's the game are they homeless or famous that we oh play? yeah 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 and homeless. that one time susan sarandon walked by and yeah. i was like yeah she was wearing uh danang if you look up Danang, D-A-N-A-N-G, you'll know why we had trouble. But it's a very expensive. She looked like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like it she was, was wearing very weird. Tattered rags. It was like raggedy. But if you look but up Danang. But her dog was like a $10,000 dog. That's the reason we noticed hers because it looked like Jenna Marbles' dog. Remember? It was a an uh, Italian greyhound. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, oh, that's like, uh, I don't even know the name of her dog anymore. But it was like Jenna's dog. But he was so well healed. You know, it was like, uh, he had commands down. It was cute. It was right in front of REI. I remember that. And then we looked at her and I was like, how do they have? And I was like, oh, that's Susan Sarandon. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's, but back in, but Apple Pen has some of that like nostalgia looking and even they give you, so there's these metal, uh, I don't even know what to call them, but cones with a base and they put a paper cup in it, a cone paper cup. If anybody knows what cone paper cups are, that's because you've been around for a lot longer. And that's how they give you water there. They don't have like traditional water glasses. They have like these metal paper cup holders. It's very interesting. And I hated it because I drink a lot of water. You guys have always joked about how big these cups are. These cups hold like four ounces. So I'd be like, sometimes I'd tell them, I'm like, can you just leave the pitcher with me? And they're like, no, no, you'd be fine. I'm like, leave the pitcher. So thirsty, your your burgers are salty. And- yeah, salty fries and burgers and 
milkshakes and you wonder why I need a little bit more than four ounces of water. Stop. <laughs> but apple pan is the best. And I do worry. They said, uh, I heard a statistic, did not check the statistic because it's not pertaining to anything that important for psychology purposes. But they say one out of every six restaurants is going to close. Oh, it's going to be more than that. I think so too. But that was what the they just released. And it was like LA Weekly or something talking about it or LA Times. If you're not part of a large corporation, and even then those ones will have, like I mm-hmm. look at it as two different categories, the large corporations and then the mom and pop shops that may have multiple locations, but they're not part of a publicly traded company, let's say. Know. Well, even my eyebrow waxy lady still can't open. I think you're going to see the, it's so sad. the failure I hate it. of at least 50% of small businesses. And so I hate it and I worry about people. But the thing that was crazy is Los Angeles passed, and I'm not, I don't know all the details, you guys, but they passed some weird law that like, and I don't know how this played out, but I got an email. So, okay, there's two parts to this. So the first part is the California passed a law that like it's countywide. And if your county as a whole isn't doing what well, I forget the percentages, then you can't open. Right. So, for example, in Los Angeles, L.A. County is mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. There are multiple cities. Huge. Look it up on a map. Huge. And uh, a varying socioeconomic uh, success. Yeah. Right? L.A. is super diverse. Very diverse. Um, some areas aren't doing well. Some areas are. And that's, that's just the nature of nobody's doing well right now. But yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say uh, Compton. Okay, is is suffering because uh, it's not as scary as you guys think either. By the way, no, uh, and an amazing mayor. By the way, um, yeah, yeah, and it's just a, it's a cute. I think it's a nice little town now. But anyway, continue. Mm-hmm. But it, it has still its has problems, issues. And, yes, and it's below. A lot of people live below the poverty line. Yes. So yes. because they are not hitting the numbers that, yeah, they have more illness and aren't doing as well as other parts of the county. By the way, I don't know if that's accurate for Compton, but I'm just saying that it's traditionally a more depressed uh, city. And well, those cities aren't doing as well because you have other factors that... Well, yeah, a lot of people... Um, so they're saying that the factors are that a lot of people who work jobs that aren't paid as well are the ones that have to go out and work. And so they're putting their themselves at risk. And so they're okay. more apt to get sick. And also people who... Um, are in lower economic status, tend to live with more people. Therefore, more people are getting infected. Does that make sense? Yep. So I think that was the argument. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is that LA County, it's county. Okay, so if, there's so many people in LA County. If one town is doing poorly because of mm-hmm. certain factors, the whole county 30, is 40 punished. miles away on the other side of the county, let's say, um, I'm going to make it up. Santa Monica is a lot closer to Compton than 30 or 40 miles. Yeah, but- let's say like a thousand oaks. That'd okay. be far away. Um, yeah, I was just going to... Actually, I think they might be in Ventura County. I'm not sure. No, Thousand Oaks is... Uh, is it LA County? LA, I believe. Okay, okay. You say tomato, I saw t- tomato. Yeah. You know. Tomato, tomato. But so, so then people in Thousand Oaks can't open because Compton's having an outbreak. Yeah, if, if one town is doing well, mm-hmm. you are uh, held to the standard. I think this is a recipe for disaster. It is, because Santa up- Monica's had a tough time. We, we're, having, we're not doing very well. But that doesn't mean that Thousand Oaks shouldn't be able to open if they're doing well or Westlake or yeah. uh, Encino or anybody, anywhere that's away so from So I think us. it's a recipe for disaster because these counties are so large. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, well, we're back to doom and gloom, aren't but we? Then, but then, okay, so that was the first part was that they passed this law and I don't really understand, or I don't know if it's even a law. I don't know what it's actually, what counts as, but they passed a thing and that's what's enacted now. And then my eyebrow waxy lady, Naomi, who I love, I've been seeing her for years, 
she opened her own private studio or whatever you want to call it like a couple years ago. And she sends out emails updating people because then you have to cancel your appointments, right? If you had an appointment, you have to cancel it. And she was saying that because there have been more than seven new infections or something this in the last two weeks. Where? In Santa Monica. It's more than that. No, but I don't even know what, I could read her email, but that's why I don't understand. I think there's all these different rules and regulations. Okay. So if we surpass uh, seven and they just got to 7.1, which means it's not just cases. It must be like how many people you're infecting or something. Could be death. It could be. I don't know. But they just, 7.1, she said we passed seven is this magic number. Okay. And so she won't be able to open for two weeks. Wow. No, I can't believe Santa Monica would have seven deaths in the last two weeks. I have to let me pull up. I don't think it's that high. No, it's, it's, let me look it up. Okay. But I understand what you're saying. And so her business, uh, even if she's following the right protocols, mm-hmm. she's struggling to to keep it open. We have to, I, yeah. they just have to design a better system. And if anything, whatever this is teaching us, there's a bunch of data about how not to shut down the economy and how to reopen it. And well, because what think, is she supposed to do? I think that's what really bothers and slash worries me is like, I don't know what people like, like the Apple Pans or the Naomi's of the world are supposed to do. I mean, my hair hair lady Sarah moved to Florida. Ultimately She's the county, the, keys. Okay. the city and the state, they're all going to suffer if they can't figure out how to do this properly to mm-hmm. help save uh, businesses. I'm so not let, saying they should be open by the way. I just No, I'm not either, but we, we argue about this a little bit, but let me read you what Naomi wrote because I think this might help better clarify. Yeah, sure. In order to reopen, we have to be under seven cases per 100,000 people oh. for two consecutive weeks. Crazy, I know. As of Tuesday, we are at 7.1. Therefore, I'm going to have to be canceling the next two weeks of appointments. It says, on a brighter note, Ventura County has cleared estheticians to reopen, so we hopefully aren't too far behind. Again, another county. Ventura County's opened it. But she hasn't been able to open since March. And she opened briefly for, remember we opened for a couple weeks, then we closed back again? That's the only time, you know, able to get in and see her. It just sucks and it's crazy. Well, this is the the beginning of the economic disaster. Um, I know. So it, it's like a slow train crash that we, we've been watching for That's the better part of- That's not too much. It's so depressing. I know. But for the better part of like six months. Yeah. And now we're we're in this new phase, which is um, the economic ramifications. Yeah. And it is depressing. And do any of you, because Sean and I recently, just the other day, because we, we drove our car and got it washed. We drive her around a little just to show her the rope so she doesn't forget how to do it. Um, Get the be, old juices flowing. Right. Anyway, we- we're in the car and Sean, I forget we were at like a light sitting light and Sean's like, I just miss going out, man. And I was like, yeah, it's really, it's nice. It just hits you. It's like, wow, I really miss so many things. Right. I know now. a lot of people are uh, getting back to normal. So that's good. Uh, I think a lot of people miss going out and, and meeting with people. I think hopefully everyone has just adopted new practices and standards in their, in their personal life and their hygiene, whatever, so that they can. Yeah. safely uh well and holidays are coming up and uh, it kind of makes me sad because like i'd love to go back up drive up to washington for christmas but i also don't want to put my grandma at risk it's just so complicated and then it, it kind of takes the whole i love the holidays you guys i fucking love myself some christmas and thanksgiving and i love the holiday feeling and i think it's a great time to like see friends and have par- we had a christmas party once and i i like that stuff i love that stuff but it's just totally not there this year. I have to grieve it. I have to feel sad. 
yeah, but uh, for me, I think it's just, again, reframe, relensing everything and recognizing that, well, okay, Thanksgiving is I'm thankful for the health of mm-hmm. myself, my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that we can all agree on. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get together with people. Yeah. Uh, just that's that's the, the reality. Of I know. Um, but it, it uh, you know, we're, we're getting through it. Yeah. And it is, some people do feel like it's back to normal. Like a lot of things are kind of open and everything, but I don't, that's the the tricky part. And how I feel like caught is like, well, nothing's really changed, even though we know more about it. So things have changed every day. It probably changes, but it's still out there and I don't fully understand, you know? Yeah. Hopefully what's happening right now, this is kind of the, what I'm thinking is happening, but we're learning so much from like you learn from failure, right? Yeah. Clearly there's been a lot of failure. Yeah. And you can be political and say left or right, blah, blah, blah. But as a society, uh, as a globe, mm-hmm. a global uh, society, we're learning about how to, with modern tools, adapt to these very challenging situations. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, I think we are getting better. Yes, this was pretty, pretty bad or is pretty bad, but we're learning a lot so that the next time this happens. No, well, don't, um, don't even say it. Well, it happens. You forget so fast. Please we'll be, forget so fast. We'll be in better shape to <laughs> yeah. to handle crisis, uh, and hopefully, this will bring people together. And instead of being divided, we're like, you know, we're all human. We all yeah. are afraid of the virus. Not afraid, but we all have to protect each other from the virus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what you're saying, but that's okay. No, I mean, I hear you. I just wasn't really listening. <laughs> <laughs> See old uh, nod count. To I kind of spaced out for a second. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Yeah. Hey, you know, I've heard it already, yeah. probably. And probably. sure, yes. But um but yeah, I with the holidays coming, I, I'm starting to feel more upset about it, I guess. Okay. That's the thing. That's the I feel how do you guys feel? Let us know. Would it make you Pe- feel better if I made a, a turkey and all that fun stuff? No. I was gonna make a small bird. Oh no, we're making Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah. I, it wasn't that. I just am disappointed because we were supposed to go to Montreal for Christmas this year. Yeah. And I would like to see my grandma. It's a long time to not be able, you know, it's just stuff. For sure. Just disappointment. But everybody it's loved a- our story at the end of last uh, last week's about you shoving us fighting with the... Oop, sorry. Watch out. Um, About our, uh, the little old ladies from, it's not Seventh-day Adventist. Why am I having a tough time? Remembering? Oh, they were Mormons. No. No, not Mormons. Um. People are going to be so upset. Yeah. Well, anyways. No, I want to. What is it? Uh, what was Prince? Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah Witness. Jehovah Jireh. Yes. Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> There's a song. If you guys know it, let me know. Um, but the Jehovah's Witness is trying to shove the paper and take it back. Yeah. And um, we're going to have to do that wherever we move. We'll have to do it again so that our, our house is marked as a Let no go. Let people know. No solicitors on our <laughs> put, property. Put it on the fence or something. No soliciting. Yeah, I guess so. I like those signs. I know. We'll get to have one of those signs. What are you soliciting, buddy? (laughs) We're so fancy. Oh my God, I can't wait to just have space. I'm actually very excited. Yeah. But we're going to have to go through the purge. The purge. But that's all I have for this week, you? I think so. I mean. You feel good to get all your your grievances out? I always feel nervous after we're done filming one of these things. I'm like, did we? And did I? So I'm going to have to go back and listen and take out the story about the aliens. That's Uh, definitely going to go. Um, There's never any when I, about uh, aliens. Clearly, I, it was aliens. When I streaked, I'll take that one out. Uh, That's Sean in his twenties. He used to streak all the time. 
<laughs> a story for another day. Listen, thanks for watching today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Listening. Uh, if you're on Apple, if you're on Google, if you're on Amazon, wherever you're listening to your podcast, don't forget to leave a review. That helps out a lot. Yeah, and share. Sharing's caring. Sharing is caring. That's a wonderful Be to grow kind, on. rewind. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, Katie, up here. I love the high five. Oh, okay, guys, so you're so sweaty. Have a good one. Oh, bye. Bye.